What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 61, I think, of the No Mercy podcast. We're back again. And I know you guys are mad. I know you're fired up. Where the fuck has the podcast been? Where's the podcast been? I've been fucking mad, dude. You see my little outbursts on Twitter when I fucking go off when I'm drinking at three in the morning. There's a lot of fucking shit I just want to fucking say. And at the same token, I'm like, I don't want to open up a Pandora's box until I'm ready. And, and, and so I'll do it and then I'll get away and then I'll do it and then I'll get away. And now I'm finally ready. It's time to come out and fucking say what I think about Trump. We talked about that a lot on here. Me and Bobby fucking fought for probably a good 30 minutes, which I love. I love the fighting. I think it's much more productive than agreeing. Um, we talked about the movement a little bit. I'll probably need to elaborate a little bit more. I don't know if I went uh, fully into all the areas I wanted to go into. I feel like I started telling a story and stopped it. Maybe I'll do a quick 20 minute pod at some point, kind of explaining it or discord or something. But my whole point with this movement and we talked about Adele, we talked about Newsom, we talked about Young Dolph, we talked about fucking Squid Game, we talked about Astral World, we talked about Rittenhouse. Uh, so we covered all that in here. So I think you're going to enjoy a lot of bases that were covered in here. But my whole point with the movement, my anger and my frustration is I had to step away from it kind of for a while, because every time you fucking tweet anything, you get deleted. And people need to understand that my Twitter is not just a fucking conspiracy account. I'm not a fucking dancing monkey for people to fucking get information for. Like my Twitter's gone down from, I know it went up to 250,000 followers, but before all that shit, it was at 40 with a check mark, right? That was before any of the conspiracy stuff and all that. That was my marketing tool. It was my main marketing tool. And it went up to 250, which is great when sports stopped. And now it's at fucking 10. And now it's one fourth the following to market my business to. So that sucks. And that's tough, but that's a choice that I made and a decision I made to go forward with that. So those of you on Twitter who were looking for threads and all that, I'm not fucking doing that over there. Bro. Like I'm not. I can't afford to lose that again. I run a business through that fucking Twitter too. On Instagram, I post more of the conspiracy stuff. That account went from 140,000 to six, right? So, I mean, that's not didn't even have that much reach anymore. It's Tommy G returns uh, on both. And the whole point of it is like, it's, I lost a little motivation. Like we came back and we started doing the No Mercies and I brought on Crystal Teeny and a couple other guests and we had a good little run there for four episodes. And then football started. And fucking, I run a gambling company. I run a seven-figure gambling company, dude. This fucking shit's a full-time fucking job. I only got like six employees. Like we're doing this all by ourselves. So that's a full-time, all-day, all-night job. And when I had some downtime, I mean, uh, 4deepbets.com has literally consumed my life. I haven't gotten laid in probably months, definitely months, maybe like four months. Like I haven't been out drinking on a Saturday more than once in the last fucking nine weeks. I'm in the Discord voice chat from Thursday straight through Monday night, like literally in there for fucking 50 hours, writing articles for DFS, putting out gambling picks, promoting on Twitter. So like on Monday, there's football. Tuesday is like the one day where shit kind of calms down, Tuesday and Wednesday. And honestly, the last thing I want to do is go do a fucking podcast and then edit it and then put it out and then promote. I just want to fucking breathe for a day or so. So finally, football has calmed down. And finally, we can get back to doing more of this. So you will see more No Mercy. I'm not going to make any promises. I'm not going to tell you, but it won't be a hiatus. I, I, sh I, I was stupid of me. I should have stayed on hiatus till this point. Because I know this point in the year is when life calms down. Uh, we're still dropping nomercypodcast.com. It's actually ready. It's done. Uh, you can't see it, but it's there. It's done. Everything's done. Um, I just want to make sure I drop it when I could focus attention on it. 
And we'll talk about Bobby and his situation and in the podcast here. So uh, I said some things on this podcast about 70% of the people are fucking idiots and sheep. That's probably an exaggeration. It was probably too high. The real number is probably 30, 40%. It's just those 30, 40% that are fucking idiots stick out like a goddamn sore thumb. And it drives me fucking insane to see that Twitter has become nothing but thoughts and nerds and clout chasing fucking nobodies with no purpose doing nothing to solve anything. Like the OGs that were here last year are all fucking gone or they're still doing their thing. But I mean, Jesus Christ, there's there's an account I'm looking at right now, 57,000 followers. And here's the the string of tweets. Um, the pin tweet is fucking I mean, it's just it's it's disgusting. And there's hundreds of accounts like this. Remember when four swing states stopped counting votes at the same time on election night? Question mark. Sixteen thousand likes. Dude, that's fifty seven thousand followers. It started to count in January. Um, you know, here's the rest of the tweets that he tweets. The FBI proved today that it has the authority to indict people who interfere with federal elections. Uh, the next tweet coming after that. I mean, this, this is it's just crazy. It's just literally just prop. It's Jack Basobic light. I cannot wait for Kyle Rittenhouse to sue Sloppy Joe uh, when our juries are not protected, nor, nor our elections or borders. MSNBC is banned from the courthouse today because they don't want to cover the trial accurately. Mob justice is not justice. These are all separate tweets. The election was stolen. And no, we're not going to get over it. That, that 4,600 likes for the election was stolen. We're not going to get over it. I mean, everyone in this fucking movement is just a clout chasing fucking doing nothing like go at Pelosi, go at fucking uh, uh, Podesta, go at fucking Biden, like tag them, tweet them, go at them, attack them. Like we used to do like, they're not fucking doing anything. They're just fucking looking for followers. And then the girls on here, fucking conservative Twitter's a shit show. Just a bunch of fucking chicks with fucking 20,000 followers. How these fucking retards have 20,000 followers. And then they'll post like, I'm drunk at night, like compatriots, anybody up? And fucking here's me with a flag around my fucking thing, hanging on to you. Like, shut the fuck up, thought. Get the fuck over to Instagram or TikTok or fucking Snapchat or just get a fucking life. You know, 14,000 followers. They follow 18,000 people. Like, this is just what it's become. And it was demotivating because I'm looking around going, do I even want to talk to these fucking people? And then I woke up and realized, you know what? Our hardcore fans, those of you that's the 30%, as I call it, um, need to hear from us and 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 i love you guys and i appreciate you guys but uh football's dying down there will be more of this and i'm going to try and unfollow all these fucking idiots on twitter that i've been following the q people that are still on the fucking q train got by felicia the people who are just trump is god still by felicia we talk about that in the podcast like y'all need to fucking bounce like wake the fuck up no Stop it. Stop it with the Q shit. Stop it. Stop it with fucking every tweet being about the election being stolen. We know. We know. Do, do something productive on something else. Like, stop fucking tweeting the same trite shit. I, I talk about it on the podcast. I'm, I'm rambling. Anyway, get over to 4deepbets.com. 4deepbets.com. Number 4deepbets.com. We are fucking killing it as always. I'm up 700 units on the year. College basketball is here. College basketball is my time of year. I fucking dominate this sport. I'm the best in the industry at it. We got a ton of girls over there. We got a ton of new people over there. We got a ton of veterans over there. Big players, small players, $5, $5,000. And uh, we have a huge promotion going on right now that we did for Veterans Day that we carried forward. VIP 40 gets you 40% off any package on the entire fucking site this is the biggest sale we've ever done. We're killing it over there. The company's going great right now and we're giving a little bit back here. So you guys can get in real cheap. If you're new to gambling, we'll help you and coach you through it. Tons of education and new people came uh, one of the girls on our site, 
just started playing NBA DFS uh, daily fantasy two weeks ago. And she already smashed for fucking $700 in, in a week to, uh, to 500 and 200 over the course of seven days. So uh, get on over all the sports, all the bets, all the time. Plus, I'm usually in the Discord talking conspiracies from like 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. four nights a week. So uh, that's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, without further ado, hit him, Yagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 61 of the No Mercy podcast. It has been a while. We are back. We will talk about where we've been. We will talk about why we've been there. A lot has transpired over that period of time. Before I do, I should bring in the biggest gorilla I know, Mr. Bob's Lessons, <laughs> who I want to talk a little bit, Bob, about where yeah. you just were before the show. But how are you, Bobby? Good. Well, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm good. Uh, the last time we talked, I had a job. And uh, now well, I know the last time you talked to them, I talked to you fucking yesterday. Well, yeah. Last time we talked as a No Mercy duet or duo, <laughs> as they say. I was employed, and now I'm no longer employed. So a lot has happened in my world since uh, uh, our last episode. Yeah, it's. Uh, have you told everyone with your new? By the way, you guys should all check out the brand new QTN podcast with Bob's Lessons. I think he's on episode five. Right? I think <laughs> I've dished out, out five episodes. I think you've last... dished out more episodes in the last three weeks than I have in No Mercy in the last three months. So, People are uh, so pissed. They're like, they're like, well, we know who the problem is with No Mercy now. <laughs> Yeah, one of us is running a multi-million dollar sports business and the other one's sitting home playing with his dick because he got fired because he wouldn't take the vaccine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah, so that's what happened. Basically, uh, my job, I was employed at a radio station uh, under the Cumulus Media umbrella. And uh, after I got hired, uh, they changed their uh, vaccination policy, um, made it mandatory for all employees. At, at first, it was just new employees and I got through that. But about a month and a half in, they said they were going to require the vaccine uh, for everybody. And this is not just my station. So my, my station was not responsible. It was the entire Cumulus umbrella. And uh, I tell you what, uh, if you guys want to go to the video, there's uh, Dan Bongino talks about it because he's under he's syndicated through Cumulus Media as well. And he basically said, listen, you either have me or the vaccine, but you can't have both. So he, he took a stand. Um, so anyway, um, I, I handed in my religious exemption and my medical exemption. So I have Crohn's disease, so I have a legitimate medical excuse. Um, I claimed a religious exemption because of my faith, and both were denied. And so as of October 11th, I was terminated, and I'm currently going through some legal disputes. Uh, my lawyer actually just texted me uh, two days ago saying that this stuff being handed down by OSHA, and I, I don't know too much about it. Um, may help my case because uh, it's going to have a lot, you know, and it's still case by case, but they think I have a pretty strong case. So we'll see what happens. I just sent you that actually, I think yesterday, right? Yeah. And I have no idea. You asked me what it was. I have no idea what it is really. Yeah, I don't I don't know what things are. <laughs> I don't know anything. That's when it's football season. All I know is fucking a dot and fucking yards per carry. There's oh no yeah. Thing. And I've been on such like a, I've been on a Travis Scott, Adele, and now like a young Dolph, like rabbit hole that, I don't even care what's going on with COVID and vaccines. I'm so sick of all that shit and all that Kyle Rittenhouse shit. Like, I'm not paying attention to any of that stuff. I mean, we're going to talk about it, right? So I got a list of things that we probably won't cover at all. And we'll do eight different topics that aren't listed right now coming out of my mouth. Right. But um, 
you know, I plan on talking a little bit about uh, my take on the Trump situation and the movement as a whole. Um, I won't I won't even start getting into it now because it's going to be a, a few minute rant to get that off my chest. So we will address that. We're going to talk about Astro World. We're going to talk about Adele, Squid Game, uh, Gavin Newsom's disappearance, Young Dolph, yeah. uh, Rittenhouse. So those are just some th- literally my notes, Bobby, are 12 words. That's how well prepared I normally am for the show. See, but that's the that brings the best show, man. Like, you know, when you sit there with notes in front of you and shit like you can, you know, you end up reading off a pad rather than just riffing. Yeah, so uh, I I don't do it for that reason. I just do it because I'm lazy. Right, but uh, yeah. you know sometimes like some I swear to God, some of the laziest musicians I know are the best ones. And you're like, how the fuck are you so good? Like you're the laziest motherfucker I know. Well, that's why you can be lazy, right? If you sucked and you're lazy, you never you you'd never be anything. I so. feel like you know who was it that said that they hired lazy people because they find the most creative ways to do everything? Was that Elon Musk or someone said I'm, that? I'm, Listen, I always say I'm not lazy. I'm efficient. I'm just, trying to, <laughs> just trying to put as little effort as possible into getting the end result. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, as you can see with the No Mercy podcast, which again, <laughs> we'll touch on in a minute. Before we get into any of the, the serious shit, uh, we'll see if we could bring Danny on. I don't know if he's going to be available. What did he say? I called him up and he just told me, no, not available. And then, t- and then proceeded to talk to us for 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, did yeah, you literally. Yeah. So, I, so I called Danny up to say like, yo, you're going to be able to come on the pod. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, are you available to come on? You haven't called me in like fucking three weeks. What are you doing? Like, Why is this other fucking guy calling me? And Bobby's calling him on the other line. And then he's like, I ain't got time. I'm at work. I can't talk. And he kept us on the phone for like 15 minutes. To tell us, that us he everything <laughs> that he could have just said on the pod. You don't call me and this and that. I'm like, dude, save it for the fucking podcast. If you're going to yell at me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he does. So what's, what happens is, you know, at his job, like he always says he's busy, but then I have 30 minute conversations with him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he don't he don't do shit. He's been there for four hundred years. No. Like he's like fucking like he's like a plant at that place. I it's think fucking- he reminds me of those guys on the highway. You know, there's like uh, eight eight people standing around some pole, and like two people are working, and six people are just <laughs> fucking eating a sandwich with like the blankets over their windows in their trucks, so they can take <laughs> yeah. a nap for seven hours when they're on the job. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what fucking- Danny's. One remember, of remember when Grandpa. Grandpa was working till he was like 94 and he was a crossing guard and I used to put him on the street with no kids and no cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, granted, the guy was 93 with three, like, what, three hip replacements and could barely. I mean, you have a crossing guard that can't walk. He can't yeah. move. He can't get up. We have to help him up. Yeah. But he could yeah. still do pull ups. I don't even remember this. He used to do pull ups in this yeah. tree. So like yep. people would be driving by and you'd see this 90 year old man just hanging from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was the best though, because he refused to stop working, and everyone loved him so much that they—I I swear to God, guys—they literally let him keep working until he passed. Like yep. he was able to work as long as he wanted, and he used to wear his little crossing guard outfit, and they put him on a corner that has no cars by yeah. the school, mm-hmm. so it literally was like a fucking cul-de-sac driveway. <laughs> and he, go, and he was the crossing guard, and he was in his chair, and all the kids would come say hi to him. It was the cutest thing. He's in the a entire crossing world. guard at a fucking cul-de-sac for a driveway. Oh, that'd be, that's, that's so funny. But you know, I learned it's, two things from. Well, I learned a lot from Grandpa. But there's two things that I live by. One, he always told me, he's like, you know, listen, you die when you stop working. You need a sense of purpose mm-hmm. when you go out, even if it's just putting on that vest and being a crossing guard in a cul-de-sac. No. <laughs> cul-de-sac. Yeah. The other thing he taught me was, uh, and he said in Italian, and I'm not even gonna say it in Italian because I'm terrible. I'll butcher it uh little by little goes a long way he's you know he always said you know just a little by little don't try to you know do everything at once just change one thing at a time you know slowly and slowly and then uh, you'll uh you'll get it done so i'm still trying to learn that one 
The one thing you told me was cousins don't talk to each other after 30. That's that's Kurt. Oh, no, wait. That was Kurt. <laughs> that was no, Kurt. Not. Have you yeah. talked to him? Is he still alive? No, like, he's, Kurt exist? he's living up is to he that. Is he a thing or is he like space right now? He's fake. He's, he's I don't know if he's gay. gay. I don't know if he's gay, but he's fake. I mean, we all know he's gay, yeah. but is he is he fake? So I do you think, think the, the wife and kids, you think that's a front? I think it's all a beard. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think. I, I think he's a. I think he's an NPC. I, I mean, think he's just yeah. a fucking simulation. I've met gay dudes that go through the whole process. Wife, kids, they go through the whole thing. Oh, yeah, and, dude. They're 100 Kurt. What do you mean you met gay dudes? You're related to one. I wonder what, what, how he felt about Big Bird uh, tweeting out about the jab. I know he's a big fan of birds. So, he, uh, he, is a, he is a big bird guy. He is a big bird guy, as we know from the episode, whatever the fuck that was. Do you think Big? Can you? Go on. I was no. just going to say. Can, go ahead. But we're off rhythm. All right. Can you explain to me? So I was I was standing uh, in my bedroom and I get a text from uh, young Robert over here. And it's just a picture of a drum set because you said you had to wait until after a gig to yeah. record. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, like you literally just performed for the Memphis pregame basketball thing, no. right? Like no. hundreds of people in a fucking venue. No. So I'm like, all right, Bobby's got a gig. It's a weird time to have a gig, like fucking, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. What right. What's he doing? But, you know, I don't ask questions because I don't care. And then you you get out and you tell me that you're ready. And then you send me a picture, um, which I wouldn't post on social because it's someone else's living room. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a picture of a living room, a gorgeous yes. living room, yes. right? With two couches facing each other and a, a beautiful drum set. Like, doesn't look like, like where a fireplace would be. It's just a fucking drum set. Yes. Under this fucking, you know, uh, LED television. Yep. And you just send me that without much context saying, no context yeah and i'm like what the fuck is this yeah and so i have so many questions go ahead and and, and then we'll get to the podcast what the because all i wrote back to you i go all i can envision is this like rich old like feeble <laughs> mr burns man <laughs> you know like in, in this mansion smithers like paying you to fucking come in and perform for me, Robert. Smithers, like, let the musical monkeys play and dance. <laughs> dance, monkey dance. <laughs> and like, and like, like, how many people? Like, was there anyone in there, dude? Because here's what. Yeah. Right, before you explain it, I, uh -huh. I need to truly because I can't get it out of my head. It's like one of those things that like you can never recover from. Yeah. Like this visual is going to be stuck. So here's what I picture. I picture you thinking you have a gig. Right, one o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> you show up. The first thing you tell me is it's this double gated community. Right? <laughs> so you go up to this fucking mansion. Looks like fucking Epstein Island. This temple on top of right, a fucking, like Greek you know, fucking driveway. statues of fucking you know like Greek statues pissing water out yeah, of yeah, just dicks. fucking naked Moloch jerking off on top <laughs> of the roof. Opening scenes of Clockwork Orange. There's like milk coming out <laughs> of some titties. <laughs> and I just picture like like Jeeves get the young boy <laughs> and like. You know, this guy, hello, Robert. And they walk in, and you're like, they're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, ready to fucking perform. Put on this like, mask. What's gonna, uh, where's all the people, sir? I don't even know where, <laughs> am I Am I in the right spot? Like, am I here? I'm here to play for, for a gig. And I just, yes, young Robert, please sit down on the drums. <laughs> and you're just, okay, sir, is there gonna be more people coming? No, Robert, please disrobe. Oh my uh, god! It's like Squid Game. Robe, sir? He's got a bunch of uh, butlers. I don't, I, I don't know what you mean, sir. Please take off your clothes, Robert. Here's an indiscriminate sack of money for you. I know you just lost your job due to the vaccine. Uh, never. I never told you I lost my job. How'd you know that? 
<laughs> uh, sir, I'm I'm not gay. I'm not gay either. Robert, play the fucking drum. Uh, it's uh, only okay, gay so if there's not a monetary exchange. <laughs> and then you just start do, 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 do. oh faster, Robert, faster, <laughs> faster, Robert, faster. Do, 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 do. Oh. Is that it? Get out, Robert! Get out! Don't look at me. I didn't oh, even sir, finish the song. My, can I just get my shirt? Get out! Don't ever come back. The walk I'll see of you shame. Next Thursday. <laughs> I'll see you Thursday at 4 p.m., Robert. Oh, God. And you just fucking walk out. With Smithers no let him out. <laughs> Jeeves, let him out the front door. Jeez. Never tell a person about this, Robert. We'll kill your family. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's So that's stuck in my head. And the worst part about this is not only is that stuck in my head, I had this going through my head while I was in the shower. Yeah. So now I have That's a little uh, creepy. I'm naked in the shower thinking about thinking me naked. about a naked old man jerking off to my naked cousin playing mm. drums. Um it's like inception level fucking Freudian that's, pedophilia that's, weird shit that I'm stuck in my fucking head now. That's three deep nakedness. It's three dimensional <sighs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. That's like some uh that's some demolition man shit right there. Yeah, I can't get it out of my head, dude. I'm well, just I'll be honest, you're, you're not far off. <laughs> from what I mean, I that's just, dude, <laughs> just like, like, I can picture he also had, like, a mask on, too. Like, a mask with antlers, like, in Squid Game. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, because, like, I went in the house, and it was, like, straight out of, like, a Kubrick film. Like, everything was precise. Like, nothing was, like, left to chance. I mean, you know, you know like, even with some of the Masons, like, uh, you know, all this, all these, like, fucking you know, architectural designs are just perfectly made and like all the, everything was in its right place. And I was just like, man, this is like some, this is some squid game shit right here. But, you know, I met the dude, he owns like a bunch of, uh, you know, car dealerships, uh, nationwide. And he had like a family reunion and shit. So we, we jammed out while like some, some of his boys like cook food. And, uh, I mean, so it was, it was cool. And no, figured each other's shit. assholes. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it's always weird when you play private gigs, you know, because there is. I little, could never. Yeah, it's so strange. I, I know when I used to do the uh, the stock trading presentations and I, you know, sometimes we'd be like I'd fly to Singapore and yeah. do a presentation for like 800 people. Right. And then other times it's like a small room with like three people in it, yeah. you know, because no one showed up on a Saturday. Fucking weather was bad. And it was always so uncomfortable to do a presentation to like two people. Dude, you know, you're yeah. standing in front of a room and there's supposed to be like 20 in a classroom and there's only two because it rained. And it's so awkward. So I can't imagine performing. And I, I would just, I'd be, just well, be too it, weird. And, and, and I say this a lot because like, you know, uh, and, and I'm not saying this dude's cool, you know, but, you know, like when we talk about these elite parties, we're like, let's say that they hire like fucking Elton John to play in their living room and pay right, him like a yeah. million dollars and there's 30 people in there and they might not even be paying attention to Elton John. Like that's right. the level of money these fuckers yeah. have. And I'm not talking about this dude. I'm just talking about like way at the top, you know, John Legend's coming to play right. in my fucking living no, room. Don't worry. Don't worry, Bob. We weren't <laughs> thinking the guy who would hire Elton John hired Bob's <laughs> lesson. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's worry. weird because like good, our, you're good there. Yeah, bro. our shows like <laughs> we fucking slam. And so like it's hard to bring that into a living room where there's like kids as young as like eight and like dudes as old as like 65 like in there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, Especially it, when they're all naked. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's <laughs> fucking listen. Five dollars is five dollars. You know, that's so, it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, listen. So so I uh, thank you. Now I have that vision uh, stuck. in my And head. now, uh, you know, 50,000 people have that same vision stuck in there. I mean, that was my goal, right? Like uh, misery <laughs> loves company. So I'm, I'm yeah. figuring if even like if the listening audience, right, there's going to be some fucking, you know, you're going to have probably like 10, 20 percent like 
you know, young Southern girls mm-hmm. who listen to the podcast. Are, oh, I love that, Bobby. I love mm. picture Bobby naked with an old man trying to finger his butthole. <laughs> you know, and, but, you know, really the other 80% you probably are jerking off. You know, some older women who are like, I don't mind that that Robert, he's sexy. So that, that's fine. But then like 60% is with me where they're Wait, just so it's like everybody that listens to our podcast, Southern. <laughs> you just yes, that's how I, I literally, okay. I mean, I haven't done a podcast in like a year and a half. So I'm assuming it's only your fan base left. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no. So I figure I wanted to crying game 60% of our listeners. Yeah. So. Hopefully That's someone funny, ends up man. naked in a bathtub, shivering, trying to get that thought out of their head. Bro, but I um, mean, like everything was white in this house. I mean, it was like straight out of a Just Kubrick making thing. it worse, bro. I'm trying to get it I'm out. I'm just telling like, you, man. Like, I have like an outline of a picture and you're painting the walls now. Like, I don't yeah. need this. Well, I'm just, I, I got to be honest. I got to be intellectually honest with everything I do, including describing the level of creepiness. But it pays three times as much as a normal gig. So, you know. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, I mean, I know we were going to get in a squid game, but just on a service level, like like that scene in Squid Game where they're doing the uh, that that uh, that what was it like the window fucking uh, hopscotch thing? And they're, you know, all the elites are in the room. And they're those butlers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then the the, yeah. And the one dude's like, yeah, like trying to get like a private party with this fucking guy. Like, you know, yep. that, that shit gets creepy sometimes. Yeah, that's how I pictured you. <laughs> so that's yeah. basically what he's. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what I was looking at. Um, by the way, Squid Game, since we just talked about it, might as well mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Um, it has probably, I mean, you can't even call it symbolism, right? Like, it's it's not, it's just like, it's like, you, there's certain things where you look at and like, like Astral World had a lot of satanic symbolism. Like Squid mm-hmm. Game, in my opinion, is a documentary. Yeah, like, I that's think, a documentary. Yeah. That's what really happens. That yes. is a real fucking thing. Yes. That is what goes on. They're, you know, putting it in cinema to, you know, the same thing they do with everything else, as we've always talked about. But like, if you don't know what it's about, it's basically a bunch of really rich fucking people who have too much money that take homeless people, broke people, and people who are in tremendous debt and offer them an opportunity to play like the game of their life where they can get like millions of dollars if they can win the game. Right. Uh, and they get there and this isn't spoiling. And if you've seen the trailer, you know what, what it's about. And they get there to find out that um, they kill people <laughs> like you're you're literally getting killed in this game. Yeah. So I you mean, either die. The, and it the, just sh- the Stockholm syndrome and the fact that like these people literally don't even care and like will go back to play the game again because they're that infatuated like that. That shit's real, bro. Yeah, and that's the other thing about it. So, like, part of the Squid Game was at some point the character, the the players were allowed to vote whether or not they wanted to continue, and they decided to go back in the real world. But the 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 resources are so scarce in the real world, and that's kind of like the whole idea with the elite is they create such scarcity that they mm-hmm. make you dependent upon them to where you'll go back into hell in order to get that extra dollar or you know to to you know, have it even a shot at living a normal life. But this is also how the entertainment industry works and how the elite system works is that, you know, there's people lined up ready to get into the belly of the beast. And and there's a lot of people that, you know, if you had that proverbial button, let's say you press a button and it kills one person, but you also get a sack full of money worth a million dollars. How many people would press that button? So that's mm-hmm. kind of what that game is about. Like, what lengths are you willing to go to, you know, to win this game? Are you willing to deceive the brother next to you or the friend yep. by your side or fucking just straight up put a bullet in their head? 
and it's and it's it's interesting the there's there's so much stuff there's so many analogies and metaphors and, and all that to real society in there outside of the fact that these elites do fucking literally play hunger games with fucking i mean you see these kids go missing we already know like epstein island's real right yeah. like we've been talking about it for fucking a decade but you know, everyone in the world now knows Epstein Island is real. So right. there was a real island that real elites flew to where they would fuck real children, young girls, and have fucking sex parties and dungeons. and So, like, that's confirmed. Right. Right? Like, how the fuck, like, regular people who aren't red-pilled can go on with their life knowing that that exists and the names on the flight logs of the people who attended. Like, we did a whole podcast on Epstein, so we don't need to break it down. If you don't know by now, you're probably fucking still asleep, and you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But, I mean, that's a real fucking thing. Yeah. So all we're saying here is that, yeah, on top of that, they'll fucking play some Hunger Games with some people. They'll hunt. They hunt humans, yes. right? Kind of like get out, and, you know, they'll do experiments on them. And uh, what's the other one where they hunt the humans? And a Hunger Game is kind of like that, but there's uh, I mean. Movie. They did it in Predator. They've done it in Westworld. They did it in Apocalypto. I mean, these are, you know, the Mayans did it. I mean, this is a very common theme. I mean, you know, it, it's always about, like, they call it the Royal Hunting Grounds, you know? The, and yeah. so it's kind of funny that we started with this story about me playing in front of, you know, a, very, a wealthy dude because, you know, like, uh -huh. when you get really, really high up into this stuff, it you see the same thing except, like, for what happens when people have, like, fuck you money and beyond fuck you money. Mm -hmm. The normal things don't, they don't get a rise anymore. I've been saying this forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, for example, like whenever I play in front of wealthy people, like they don't clap, they may not pay attention. It's like, whatever you could have Elton John, like I said, in your living room right. and don't, not give a fuck. That's how much money. These background have. noise. Yeah. Right. So you need something that nobody else can do, but you can do hunting deer, whatever fishing. Anybody can do that. Yeah. But can you hunt fucking human beings? And that's where mm -hmm. the human beings and the children and all that shit come into play is that they need something that can get, you can get a rise out of that no one else can. Like in Westworld. Where do, you think these, where do you think they go when we talk about all the missing children and all these homeless? Like, where do you think they go? Yeah. Like, they're not just disappearing into thin air. They're taking these fucking, they're, they're either using as, as sex objects, currency, or fucking, they're, they're killing them. All three of the like, above. I mean, like, think of what you yeah, do with a greyhound dog, right? So, like, you know, you race them until they can't race anymore, then you take them out back. You know, mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing yep. with humans with these Hunger Games. Yep. Yep. So, but you know, with with Squid Game, and listen, sorry, spoilers, but like, there there's so much uh, symbolism with, within the show, including like, uh, you know, even like if you, I'm not going to spoil the don't last. Say, don't say the ending. Yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah, well, I'll just your your standard, uh, your standard uh, uh, symbolism, including like even like the room that they're in or the room that uh, they have to go through in order to get to the next game has this like ladder ascension dystopian uh, Masonic type pattern to it. Um, even like the, the workers they're, they're faceless, but they have these shapes like either triangle, square circle. Yep. So there's always that like, uh, you know, geometrical uh, side to it. But um, I mean, really what it comes down to is, is everything has to do with pleasing the elite. And so they'll set up these islands and bring these people to it um, just as they are animals or greyhound dogs. And then the elites go and they, they bet on them like you would on a horse, you know, and yeah. spend millions and millions. The humans, the humans are the horses. Right? Yep. It's just like a racetrack, you know, but with humans. I mean, it's, and, and it's funny because I used to talk about this all the time when, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends with addiction problems and I shockingly, as crazy as it may sound, never had an addiction problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I love doing blow and ecstasy and weed and edibles and fucking drinking and all that throughout my whole life. 
right? Cigarettes, like all, all like since I was younger, there's always been obviously far less now, but you know, I never got addicted, addicted to anything but cigarettes. Cigarettes I'm addicted to for sure. But I was always able to control it where I could do it in moderation and I could go crazy for a night and get all fucked up and then be fine for the next two weeks and then do it again. You know, like so. But I've seen my friends go through it and I've I've experienced a little bit of the money side of it when I went from like pretty much no money to like 250,000 a year when I was like 26, 27 years old. It was a drastic overnight shift, right? Mm -hmm. Where I went from in my world, you know, kind of just getting by being poor my whole life to like rich, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was loaded when I got that first check. And you do start to realize like you get numb to things, right? So one of the things that I've always said is that with the drugs, the reason why when people talk about adrenochrome, right? And we're telling them like they're drinking baby blood. Everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. And it's like, well, just walk through it, right? It starts with weed and then it evolves to something stronger. And then you need more of that because you need a better high. And then you just keep going to the point where cocaine and all this other stuff you're doing doesn't do it. So you need something stronger and you just get this obsession with the next level. And there's a line in the movie uh, where they say, I don't remember the exact words of it, but people who are extremely poor have a lot in common with yeah. people who are extremely rich Yeah, because you can't get satisfaction out of anything anymore. Bingo. Like when you can buy everything you want and any one you want, where do you get your high? Yeah. Where do you get your stimulus from? And that's why these people turn fucking like demonic and shit because they're miserable. Yeah. I mean, I would say the suicide rate amongst the extremely pro- poor is probably only rivaled by the suicide rate of the extremely rich. Yeah, and <laughs> you know? I, w- I would imagine that the elite are way lonelier too. Think about it. Like at oh, least when you're poor, miserable. yeah, you have so much community. But you like with the with with wealth, not only uh, do you have all this money and this power, but there's nobody there. It's kind of like that. If you've ever heard of the movie Citizen Kane, that's basically the premise. This guy had all the power. And by the time the movie ended, and this I don't feel bad spoiling this one because it was made in 1930. If you haven't seen yeah. Citizen Kane yet, you can't get mad at Bobby for spoiling. Yeah, it's from he like ends up alone. Yeah, he ends up alone in this mansion with all this shit piled up and this fucking sled called Rosebud and and nobody else. You know, so they end a lot of times they end up uh, extremely lonely. You end up with all this power, and then well, the, the other know. the other thing about the extremely rich, and now we'll pivot over, um, is that. There, there was a saying on Wall Street all the time um, about how you have to be a cocksucker in order to get to the top. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a choice, right? Like you have to in order if other people are playing dirty, which they all are in business once you get high enough up, right? If they're all playing dirty and you're going to be clean, you're going to get wiped out because they're cheating. You know, you're going to a gunfight with a knife. So unfortunately, like in Wolf of Wall Street and every fucking stock trading movie you've ever seen, it's all good kids, right? That fucking just turn bad because they have to to compete or they get corrupted so when you're looking at these billionaires who are they friends with the only people they're friends with are other billionaires right so all those people are bad people they all had to fucking do a lot of evil i mean even people talk about trump as the savior like do you know much fucking dirty shit trump did i mean stop it any billionaire fucked over a million trump used to declare bankruptcy as a joke like he he said it was a business decision just due to bankrupt companies people lose all their jobs stock goes to nothing and then he fucking writes it off on his taxes you know meanwhile all these people lost their jobs the stock anyone who owned the stock crashed look at general motors when general motors declared bankruptcy they wiped out all the shareholders and then they just started back up you know like you know so billionaires can only hang out with other billionaires so you don't trust anyone either when you're poor, like you trust your friends. Like the poorer you are, the more you trust the people around you, shockingly. But when you get up yeah. there, you're just 
lonely. Everyone's using you. Everyone's using you for money. That's Everyone's using thing. you for connections. You don't trust anyone. Yeah. And you turn into this fucking evil, evil person. And that's why they're all such fucking weirdos. And even in like the movie American Psycho, where, uh, you know, the, the dude hands uh, Christian Bale the business card and he's analyzing it. And he's like, this motherfucker with his fucking business card and the perfect fucking corners and this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was like, like, even with, you know, they're, they all hang out the same places and they smile at each other a lot of times. But in the back of their head, they're like, this fucker has, you know. 20 billion dollars in this fucking car and all i have is 18 billion dollars in this you know so they're yeah. co- they're always constantly competing with each other for status even when it, even when it comes to women you know like like yeah. like it's like a little it's a trophy just like a car yep and it, and it's funny because when you think about it when you're it's like in high school right like how many of you found your wife in high school you know probably not many of you why because there's only fucking a, a hundred girls in your mm-hmm. high school right and there's you know fucking 150 million in the United States of America. So when you're in that little fishbowl, that's all you have to choose from. Like that's, that's your whole world. And then when you escape, you find better people. That's what it's like to be a billionaire. Yep. There's only like fucking 800 people who could do the shit and afford the shit that you want to do. Right. So it's like, you only have a choice of like 800 people to be friends with. Whereas we have 350 million, you know, like it's, it's this just kind of pigeonholed into these certain circles of shit. And that's why they're fucking garbage humans. And you can tell a lot of these people, even like the celebrities, like they yearn for the time in which they were anonymous. I feel like mm-hmm. like a Keanu Reeves, like, you know, sometimes you'll catch him on like a subway. I feel like he's a kind of dude that wishes he could just blend in again, you know, like and I think uh, they all do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they do as well. Um, I know yeah. Michael Jackson used to go out, you know, with a mask yep. on and a disguise and a you know fake mm-hmm. name just so he could go to a movie theater you know, alone. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be hard. I was talking to, uh, to, to someone the other day who was telling me that, uh, it was Maddie actually, she was telling me that she, uh, ran into Dennis Rodman, you know, in the, in the mall or wherever it was. And I was like, I, I'm just thinking about it. Like, fuck dude, how, and she's like, it was so nice. And this and that, it's like, how hard has it got to be to be Dennis fucking Rodman? Like you can't go anywhere without, no. even if they don't know who you are, you look like a fucking lizard person. You know, you're seven feet tall, fucking weirdo. Like you can't go anywhere and just have a normal day. No, like, you can't just go eat lunch and take a walk like, every day. Every second you leave your house, you are a circus animal. Yeah. You know, I, everyone wants a picture and to talk to you and to be around you and bother you. Like it's gotta be fucking hard. And I don't know how you do this and I'm sure you do the same. Uh, how I, I deal with the fame. Uh, it's hard, <laughs> Bobby. It's hard, but yeah. you know, I've, I've learned to cope with it. It's been a lot easier since I got my account. Since you haven't but, left, left your house, it's been easier. It is tough. That's why I stay home a lot. You know, uh-huh. paparazzi gets to be a little difficult. <laughs> So when I went to Foxwoods Casino when I lived in New York, um, I ran into Norm McDonald in the poker room. And, you know, I could tell this was his escape. Like, he didn't want to be like, oh, Norm, I loved you in Dirty Work. Oh, I loved you in Weekend Update. So I actually got to play with him. Rest in peace, by the way. And I sat down next to him, and I didn't say shit about his shows. Or, I, you know, the only thing I did was call him by his name. That was it. You know, I, but we talk poker and he's fucking funny naturally, but like, he's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. But I remember thinking like, you know, this dude's famous as shit. The last thing he wants to do is sit down at a poker table and talk about weekend update. Like how many, and like, I heard like a couple ass, Hey, no, weekend, oh, dirty work. And, and, you know, it's just like, fuck this fucking guy can't even go and play poker, you know, without hearing this shit. That would drive me nuts. That would drive me nuts. I've had the luxury of, you know, just being in the 
sports world for so long and, you know, just having a lot of the DraftKings and FanDuel events, you know, we were events at the Playboy Mansion events and fucking, you know, Jerry Rice, Mike Ditka, Bo Jackson, like Ricky Henderson, all these people at the events. And then, you know, the other stuff just from being on the radio, networking with Rappaport and all these other people. And the funny thing is that every single celebrity or athlete that I've come encounter with, um, they, the way to get into them is to do exactly what you just said. Just fucking treat them like a regular fucking person. Yeah. Like when you do that and don't just, just don't worry about your fucking stupid picture that you're going to fucking post on Instagram that fucking seven people care about for 14 minutes and then it's over because you're losing an opportunity to network with that person and possibly have a connection that you can monetize and have going forward for the rest of your life. So yeah, if you ever meet an athlete out anywhere or see them anywhere, the best, you nailed it. Like, let them at some point know you know their name. Yep. Like, treat them like a normal person and just like, hey, what's up? Oh, can I help them? you? You want anything here? Like, you want a drink? Like, I'll get you a drink. Cool. Yeah. And then, then say their name. Like, yep. all right, cool. Thanks, Norm. I'll go catch you in a little bit. So that they know, wow, he knows who I am and he still respected that. That's critical. That's yeah. like networking 101. So I'm, I'm very proud of you. Oh, I appreciate that. It didn't really pan out the way. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, you, you don't. I mean, listen, the, the, you did the great icebreaking thing, but you really yeah. have nothing to offer. Outside I had nothing of else. Forward, I, so, I, yeah. I didn't even have like a. What are you going to fucking play in his living room and let him fucking tickle your balls? Like yeah, you? yeah, exactly. Hey, Norm, I can play guitar. If you want nice me to play, play naked uh, drums uh, for you, Norm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, I remember uh, my favorite wide receiver, Wayne Corbett, you sent me a screenshot. You and him were communicating and he was like asking you DFS advice. And I don't even, yeah. did he even know that like you were a huge Jets fan? Did you even tell him that like we obsessed he, he over him? And no, because I wouldn't let him know that or else it would have ruined the networking. Right. Right. Like it was just two guys who met and we're talking. And, you know, at first, I mean, I don't even know if he, if he thought I knew who he was and I damn well knew who he was. He was my favorite player ever growing up, mm -hmm. but that's what allowed me to get in with, him and, and others, you know. So I mean, anyway, let's dad. get off this before we run a before we run a nine hour yeah, podcast on Squid Game and Wayne Corbett. Mm -hmm. Um, let, so we want to get into Astro World for sure, but yeah. before that, I want to address the uh, the Trump situation. I posted a message. Uh, we haven't done a podcast in a while. Sure, uh, don't know when the last one was. I think it was September. And Fuck. the, I mean, basically, what happened for those people that want to know? Sorry, I had to cough. Um. I stopped giving a fuck about what anyone thinks. Like, I just, I'm just going to be real with you right now for a minute. And Bobby, chime in with whatever you want. And I also don't want you to just agree <laughs> with me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, and not with that. <laughs> okay. um, I also don't want you to just agree because we're on. Like, if I'm saying something that's like dick or wrong, like, you know, challenge me on it. Like, all right. But I stopped, like something happened, right? Like I took some time off from this and I stepped away. And the reason I stepped away is, and when I say you people, I'm not talking to 100% of you, but I am talking to 70%. I want you to, I want you to let that sink in right now. I think 70% of you have a fucking serious problem, like a serious fucking problem that needs to be addressed. And I think 50% of you are like the left, okay? 30% of you are fucking awesome, and I'm not talking to you. You know who you are, okay? But if you could relate to the things I'm about to say, then you're in the 30%, all right? This fucking movement is dog shit right now. It's a fucking joke, okay? It's a joke. And I'm going to be a little bit arrogant and cocky at times here, which is very unusual, Bob. I know you've never heard me like that. No, never. So, uh, yeah, so, so just you know, bear with me when I do. But I'm just going to speak the truth here that I don't want to be a part of it. Like, I don't fucking care about 70% of you. I think you're fucking retarded. 
and I don't care anymore. So when this first fucking started, me and Bobby started this podcast uh, with some other weirdo. What was his name? Kurt? Kurt. Never heard of him. I don't know. Yeah, something. Some gay guy who's pretending to be straight. <laughs> um, so we started this podcast back three years ago, right? Way before coronavirus, way before fucking lockdowns, all that shit. And we did it because me and Bobby used to talk on the phone and go deep into these conspiracy theories and shit. And I was like, you know what? You're amazing with this. And, you know, people are going to want to hear this stuff. Like, let's try it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we did it. We didn't do it for you. We didn't do it for anybody. I didn't do sh- I don't do fucking anything for anybody. Okay. If it's my loved ones, if it's my family, my paid subscribers, or people who I want to do something for. But I don't join groups. I don't fuck with clicks. I was never in a frat. I don't like any form of fucking group. I don't like conformity. I don't like fucking being like-minded to fucking anyone because my mind is not like anyone's. So like-minded, there's no such thing as a like-minded individual in my world because no one has a mind like mine. And they should thank God they don't because my mind's pretty fucking fucked up. But Bobby, I know you're the same way. You hate groups too, correct? I, I've never joined groups. Same thing. No fraternities. Uh, even when like the musician uh, in Memphis want me to join some type of musicians group. No, um, I don't like group think. Uh, even when we were talking about uh, the 17th letter of the alphabet, um, I never liked when they had the pledge. You know, when anybody's oh, trying yeah, to I tell was... me to do anything, I, I always that's when my usually my sign to back out. That shit is so gay. That fucking pledge. And all. like that was I mean, we'll get into that in a second. Let me yeah. timeline this first. Oh, go ahead. So. So I don't, I don't like groups, okay, at all. I fucking hate them. I think they are their antithesis of free thinking, okay? And what I loved about our conversations with me and Bobby was that, yeah, we were on the same page with a lot of stuff, but we're totally different. We were coming from totally different angles on all this shit, right? And, you know, he'd be telling me about one thing, you know, and I'd be like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. You're telling me that the moon's a satellite? Like, what do you mean? I never even thought of that. And then I'd be telling him about how the fucking, you know, uh, 87 lottery, the draft lottery was rigged and, you know, Michael Jordan was throwing games. He's like, wait, really? So we came from different angles. We were like, Dude, we need to get this on air. Mm-hmm. And that's why we started No Mercy. And we started No Mercy. We named it No Mercy because there was going to be no holds barred, right? And this is going to be just straight up blunt. So I'm being straight up blunt that I don't give a fuck about you right now. Okay. And when I say that, here's how I know, because last year, if we didn't do a podcast for a week, people would be like, Tommy, where's the pod? The pod was supposed to be out Wednesday. It's Thursday. Where's the pod? And I would feel legitimately bad, Bob. I'd be like, fuck, dude, I'm just so busy. How do I tell? Like, we got to get this out, dude. We got to get this out. We do, we'll do it at fucking four in the morning. We'll do it. And I would feel like every day that went by that the pod didn't drop, it killed me because I knew this was important information that people wanted. We were an escape from their lives. And I loved our followers, you know, like, and, and I felt bad now when I don't drop it, I don't fucking care. Like I had someone text me uh, on Instagram the other day <clears throat> saying, where's the pod? You said it would be out last week. My, my initial response was, how about you go fuck yourself, faggot? <laughs> like, that's all I could think in my head. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm not a fuck. Like, I feel like a fucking monkey like dance monkey dance yeah right like that's what you start to feel like after a while when you realize that most people are just fucking using you and and this is and i know that's a fact okay and again the 30 percent of you might be sitting here talking going what the fuck is he talking about but we've all felt it and i felt it a lot because i watched 
when I was putting in blood, sweat, and tears, writing threads, fucking up until nine in the morning, you know, doing videos, doing threads, going after the Clintons, going after the cabal, fucking sacrificing my company, walking away from a $10 million business. I, we, but me and Bobby never thought we'd get to these points where he's walking away from a job over a vaccine. I'm walking away from a $10 million company because of Soros and a fucking movement. Like we never thought we would be in that spot when we started this shit, fucking three idiot family members on a podcast. Like, with 10 downloads the first episode, like we had no fucking idea that that was going to happen, but it became a part of us and it became what we were. And it was a, we had a purpose and we had a mission and our mission was to inform. Our mission was to enlighten. Our mission was to change shit. Okay. And stop evil and do whatever we can go at the head of the cabal fucking, you know, Bobby was making videos that were getting millions of fucking views. I was writing threads that were getting tens of thousands of retweets. The impressions, you know, 280 million impressions over a 90-day span I had with my Twitter. Bobby probably had 50 million views on his video. Like, we were impacting the world for a minute there, right? And then they wiped us out, and they wiped me out. And then I went, you know what? This is it. This is my life now. It's, and, I, and Bob, you remember this. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do the sports company when sports bar start back up. I just want to do this. This is it. We're helping people. We're changing people. We're going to fuck these people up. And I was like, I'm just going to start a new Twitter account and we're going to go right back at it and let's fucking go. And I remember when I started the new Twitter and I couldn't get it past like 50,000. Keep in mind, the followers don't matter to my ego. The followers matter for reach and to make a point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what it happened when I had a little realization when I couldn't get that past 50, where I was like, where the fuck did the other 200,000 go? You know, like, I mean, my fucking handles the same shit basically like how hard is it to post a tweet saying yo where's tommy oh he's at return of the jedi now you know or whatever it is my name was uh, it is it, it with just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit of effort you could have found me in a minute right bob well let me ask you this were there people within the community because i know you were interconnected with a lot of people that had large followings did they do their part like generally well, the that's, rules, that's yeah. the next step yeah, yeah that's the next part but like let me put it this way if fucking James R, if you if some if someone loves him, right? Yeah, and he gets wiped off the internet. Oh, dude, and he's not on Twitter, yeah. right? And he comes back up under fucking uh, R James, right? <laughs> so you can't search it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, is how hard is it for someone to just go, "Hey, at Bob's lessons, do you know where James R went? I can't find him." Right. And you being best friends with him would be like, "Oh, he's at R James now," right? Yeah. Like it's literally that fucking simple to find somebody. Uh, not only like would you, I do that, but I would post it everywhere. And you would do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm talking about them. Forget don't, yeah. not even on that level yet. Just the individual listener, follower, Correct. movement participant. Correct. Like put a little fucking effort into find. It took me two days to find what's her face. Right. Like when she got deleted, I found her, but it was a different name. It was had all these other things on it. I reached out. I posted things, but I found her pretty quickly because I was looking for her. Right. And that's when I realized that was my first kind of wake up to. Wow, 200,000 people didn't try to find me. Okay, whatever, fuck them, right? We thin the herd. And then I start going, and then I start realizing, so then another account gets deleted, right? And now I can get the next one up to 25, and it's stuck. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so weird. Like, And your reach is just disappearing, and you feel like you're in the picture from back to the future mm -hmm. where everyone else fucking left, and you're still trying to, I'm still trying to fight and stay relevant on Twitter and keep pushing information and doing threads. And Chrissy Teigen pregnancy videos, delete it again. This, delete it again. This, delete it again. And, and no one's fucking pushing you anymore. And this is the part that you said. 
Now, all of a sudden, the big people who I helped jump off and the people who had a thousand followers who I was pushing and promoting, I'm like, yo, you do me a favor. Like, could you put, and I don't like asking for that, but can you just let everyone know I'm here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then other ones would be like, listen, I, I want to, but I really can't get my account deleted. You know, and then you start to realize, Bob, no one really gives a fuck about you. Mm. The, they literally were just using you and they didn't even realize they were using you. And they probably do like you and probably did like your content. But when it comes down to it, they're all selfish cunts and they would rather protect their account than take a risk of helping you build yours. But they have a 4% chance of losing theirs by doing it. Right. So that's when you start to realize you, these people aren't your friends. No one really fucking cares. And then it came to election night. And then I said, Trump's fucking going to lose. And everyone blacked out on me. And then I started turning on the whole Q movement and everyone blacked out on me. And next thing you know, my 7,000, 10,000 person discord gets toxic. And I said, fuck this, threw that to the side. And then I just fucking walked away from it because I'm like, you know, what? fuck all these people, bro. I don't need this fucking shit. I'm fucking sacrificing all this shit for fucking what? Fuck you. And I stepped away and then I kind of came down a little bit, came down, like kind of humbled myself and was like, all right, like, let's, let's just get back into it. Ease our way back in. This doesn't have to consume your life. Right. Like you don't have to go after Nancy Pelosi and Chrissy Teigen. You could just fucking talk about some shit, send a few tweets out about COVID and Astro World and fucking whatever's going on and just casually be a member of the community without having to risk your whole financial situation again. Because really, the only reason I was willing to do that the first time, Bob, was because I thought I had a bunch of loyal people who really needed me and loved me. And then I realized I just had a bunch of cunts who were fucking using me for entertainment. And the second I disappear, they don't even go look for me. So I was like, you know, call it whatever you want, but I've pissed the fuck off. And I said, fuck it. I'm not sacrificing my business for this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. But then we started to come back and you got the job at the uh, radio station. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it put a little dent in what we were doing, but we were kind of inconsistent before that. And then you told me that you were actually losing your job there. And that's when I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to go bring no mercy back now. Which, by the way, then, I think we had predictions on how long until I lost my job and you were almost right on the mark. Well, I almost hit the day. <laughs> like, literally, I told you, I had till the end of uh, October or August. What was it? August? I gave myself a year, dude. You said when, August. Yeah, you're, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> but when was the, uh, yeah, yeah, you started in like July. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you till August. Like, or June, whatever it was. So I literally, whatever month it was that I said, you actually got your notice that you were going to be fired a week before the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't get fired on the time I said, but you got your notice that you're out right. uh, on that day. So I'm going to take the W for that. That's fine. And uh, right. So, and that was like October 15th. I think you left mm -hmm. and, and you know what happened? First of all, sports started football started. I have a fucking viral discord. That's great. And it's fun. And we were up till seven in the morning last night talking conspiracies. Right. So I get all this shit out and I talk to people. There's a lot of people from fucking the community that are in there. Um, so I have the outlet there, but really, I mean, this company is just, it's exhausting. It's football season. It fucking takes the life out of me. And what I realized was whenever I go on Twitter, I fucking hate everyone. I hate the Trump supporters. They're fucking retarded. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not a Trump supporter, but the Trumplicans. I hate the fucking MAGA fucking people because they're fucking idiots. I hate the Q people because they're fucking retarded. Like I don't hate them as people. It's just like, how fucking stupid are you? That you're still fucking on this shit. Like there comes a point. Like, it's like telling the, the same joke a hundred times too. They're Whoa. telling the same joke over and over again. It's like, low information. You, That's what it is. It's low information accounts. Are you really still doing fucking? Uh, 
you're like, really? Like, I get it, dude. I was fucking, I had where we go one, we go all in my bio at one point. Like, I get it, bro. I was there for a minute. Not for a long time, but me and Bobby were in it for a minute. You know and who was it? That it was, oh, and then we realized it was all fucking bullshit. And it's fucking not. It's fucking fake. You fucking idiots. It's fucking not real. Stop it. Lose it. It's over. Fucking move on. You were wrong. It's okay. I was wrong, too. I have so many things that I was dead fucking wrong about that I still get lit on fire for. You said you had a source close to the fucking president. I did. And the information they gave me was fucking wrong. And I looked like an asshole and I moved the fuck on. Trump's not the savior. Trump's a fucking moron. Get over it. Was he a good president? Yes. Do I still like him? Yes. All of it. But he's a fucking retard. You can't say, and I said, I'm not coming on here, Bob, until I have formulated a firm opinion. Trump is a fucking retard. And the reason I have to say, and you can disagree with this all you want. The reason I have to say Trump's a fucking retard is because after doing about six months of hardcore introspection and analysis, the only other option is that he's cabal. Okay? So I'd rather prefer to say he's a retard. And he's just fucking dumb. Because when I start looking back, now that we're out of the fucking woods, and I know you people are so fucking brainwashed because half of you are fucking nerds who had no friends, no lives before the fucking MAGA movement, including Bobby probably, Uh, Before the MAGA movement, you had nothing. And then the MAGA movement came and you were a part of something. And you had a Twitter following. And people watched your YouTube channel. And you were somebody now. And the MAGA movement can't ever go. Because then you go back to fucking irrelevancy. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like Antifa and BLM. Yes. And that's my point. A lot of this fucking movement right now doesn't even know what they stand for. We used to be the people that had answers. Bobby's fucking podcast is called Question the Narrative, right? It's a line from Kurt, but it's something that we all use, right? Question the narrative, you know, explore everything, dig into everything, reverse engineer the results, prove yourself wrong. This is all part of free thinking, right? Have You guys have turned into the fucking left. Your patriot Antifa, that is what has happened. You're still sitting here not realizing that this fucking guy is a retard. He's a moron. He hired Fauci. He kept Fauci in office. Why did we not think he was a moron for the four years that he was in office? Because we figured he had some fucking grandiose plan where it was friends close, enemies closer. And guess what? He didn't. He's gone. So if he did have a plan, it sucked because he knew what the fuck they were about to do. When you talk about a rigged election, there was a rigged election. No shit. We all know they stole the fucking election from them. But patriots were in control. We controlled the whole government, supposedly, according to QAnon. We controlled everything. This is all just a well-orchestrated play, and you're going to see how it plays out. Well, what the fuck happened? It's still coming. Yeah, you're going to be fucking dead before you see that shit come. It never came. So therefore, you have to go back and look at everything and go, huh, I do think it's weird that fucking Fauci was able to fucking run everything and be the face of everything when Trump easily could have fucking got rid of him. Huh. I do think it's easy that Trump put Bill Gates as one of the main people in charge of everything that was going on with the vaccination. Huh. I do think it's weird that I think the vaccine is the mark of the beast and that everyone's going to die from it and they're trying to enslave us. But Trump still to this day is taking credit for Project Warp Speed. And Trump was the one who pushed the vaccine out. Huh. I do think it's weird that he never pardoned Julia Assange, that he never pardoned Snowden, 
Huh. Back then I thought it was part of a plan. Huh. I do think it's weird that fucking he gave billions and millions of dollars to Israel and we never got fucking anything in return. Hmm. I do think it's weird that Trump never released the JFK documents when he was talking about releasing the JFK documents. Huh. I do think the Bill Barr situation is really fucking uncomfortable now and I don't want to address that. Huh. There's a lot of fucking, I'm just getting started, Bob. There's a lot of fucking things here that people need to step the fuck back and say, He's either with them or he wasn't as smart as you fucking think. And he was exactly who we thought he was before he took office. An egotistical, intelligent man who's kind of retarded and says some really stupid shit, not because he's playing 5D chess, just because he's a fucking regular dude who says some stupid shit. Because guess what? In 2015, Bob, I thought Trump was entertaining. Uh, I, I did think he was awesome. I liked him. I respected the shit out of him for his bluntness and his honesty. And I thought he was kind of retarded, you know, like, and, and that's, guess what? I was right. And we were all right. He turned into Jesus Christ at some point, like in the middle of the fucking movement, but like, let's just step away and go, all right, you know, he fucking, uh, a lot of shit he did was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. And, and I remember it. in 2015, um, I was watching the television and it was the first time he called out China and I was like, Ooh, he is never going to survive that. You know, and yeah. then, then it had the grab him by the pussy. And I was like, Ooh, he's never yeah. going to survive that shit. And so I wasn't really paying attention until about three months before the election. It was really that deplorables comment and some of the, uh, the, the stuff he did during the debates that made me say, okay, this is different than what we've had before. And so what I was attracted to and what I'm still attracted to, and this is bigger than than one person, is the fact that, you know, and you're seeing this with like a DeSantis, but even with like DeSantis, like the number one rule here, and, and I'm starting to follow it, and, and it took, took a while was, is that politicians are like strippers. You know, you think that they love you and they give you all this attention, but realistically, you know, they're, they're in it for themselves. They're in it. They're in it to make money or to better themselves or to, you know, to improve their status, whatever it may be. So, you know, maybe the song I fell in love with the stripper applies to, to Donald Trump. Um, the two things for me, and I think Kurt even asked this on, on the No Mercy podcast, like, OK, because because he said I was in a Trump pendulum. He's like, all right, well, t tell me some things that you don't like about Trump. I was like, dude, OK, I'll tell you right now. He gives a lot of money to Israel, which is I'm like, OK, you're America first. But we, we talk about Israel, Israel, Israel. And he was even on uh, it was either CNN or no, I think it was Fox News talking about how the Congress used to be. Uh, more Israel controlled. And now it's like, you know, Palestine controlled. And he said, but when he said it used to be Israel controlled, he said something like, oh, as it should be. And I'm like, as it should be. I'm like, dude, no, it should be American mm -hmm. controlled. So those were some red flags. The other thing, and I said this on the podcast too, is the one thing that would scare me off is vaccinations. I was specifically yep. said yep. mandatory yep. vaccinations, which he never yep. did. He always said it was a choice, but warp speed was kind of my, okay, I'm going to start like uh, publicly, I'm not going to publicly advocate for Donald Trump uh, as 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 much as I have. And if and if you go through my Twitter, I back it up. I don't think I've put anything about Donald Trump probably in the last six to eight months just because I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. If the guy runs again, I'm going to vote for him again. Hands down. Not even a question. But I'm not going to fall in love with him like I did from I'm 2016 not. to th 2019 because of some of the things that you mentioned. And here's the other thing. One of my other uh, favorite presidents, Ronald Reagan, 
Guess where he went? He went to fucking Bohemian Grove. Guess what he was responsible for? The vaccine companies going, getting carte blanche mm-hmm. and not having liabilities anymore. Guess and what they're on Contra and the war on drugs and war spreading on drugs. crack in the streets and fucking AIDS. And, like, I mean, right. Know, so Reagan did a lot of really fucked up shit when you dig into it. Reagan's yeah. a lot like Trump, whereas you look back, you go, wow, that dude, that was a fucking scumbag ass all the times. Yes. And then other times he was awesome, you know, like, and that's just what Trump is. Nobody gets into these positions of power without doing something. And, and, you know, and, and even if, you know, I was kind of ignoring that because of my allure. And listen, I agree with you about 70 percent. I still don't think he's like a total fucking retard, but I do think he got himself involved in a game. The one game that maybe outsmarted him, possibly, you know, and that's he's probably right. the thing. But, you know, the other thing is like, you know, I, I, I've seen the way he talks and I understand what he did. But the, here's the, here's the thing that I like and I still I still like. Um, and by the way, I just want to chime in with this one sentence and, yeah. and then pick back up. The most confident person in the world can still be a retard and get shit done because confidence is a bulldozer. So if you confidently, sometimes you're so retarded that you just keep going when other people would stop, you know, like, so it's not necessarily a bad thing when I say he's retarded. It's almost like he's like fucking egotistically delusional, which is a great skill to have when being attacked by the media and the cabal so it, i would I'll, I'll say, elaborate yeah. on it in a minute but but go forward yeah so i would say that more than retarded i know he has genius level intellect and i know his his uh you can still be retarded and be a genius too but you know baron trump is is, is a genius so i still think he he's very smart very witty but the thing what i was trying to say is is it created a culture of patriotism which i think is the number one nationalism is the number one enemy of globalism which i think is important so it's mm-hmm. kind of like starts with your home then starts with your community and then love for country because the american uh dream i think is a real thing and i think uh the did american- it though what? did it though did it what did it really create nationalism yes yeah, without question. I mean, like, okay. there, like even for so, somebody like me, like I was like, okay. oh, you know, it made me think, like, you know, because before, um, I wasn't as um adamant about how much I love this country, and and really, it so, studied and studied the Constitution and studied okay. what a republic is and studied why the Constitution is such an important document. And okay, so answer how me this. this. Is, yeah, riddle man. me that. Riddle me this, Batman. Before, and I'm not trying to cut you off. I just <laughs> no, I fine. need to. I want to make sure we stay on it. So. Well, how many people are in America? 330 million, 350 million? Yeah. Let's call it 330. Okay. 330 million people. How many people hate America today? In, in, uh, in the United States? Yeah. Is it fair to say that all these socialist communist talks, like literally like hate the American flag and what it stands for? Oh, I mean, dude, it created, I mean, how Trump, many, what, yeah. so just give me a number. Just give me 45%. a number. Of how many, what? 45%. Okay. So we're going to say that a hundred, 40 million people, 150, actually, no, you said what, 45%? So that yep. would be about, what, 150, call it? Yep. So about 150 million people hate America now. Right. I'm going to take you in a time machine back to the year of our Lord, 2015. In 2015, how many people hated America? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what you're trying to do. Answer but the question, I Robert. Know, I don't, 20 million? I don't know. You think you think literally thirty five percent of people hated America? Well, this is during Obama, right? So I. But here's yeah. the thing. No, no here, no. Don't hold cut on, me off. Don't cut on, me off. I got to finish this. Let me finish this. You didn't this give is, me an answer. Hold on, I need but a no, real I'm answer. explain. I don't know, but I I can't. If you're going by a fucking poll, 
I don't believe it because it's the same it's fucking polls that poll. said Joe Biden had an approval. I'm not rating going by a poll. We're okay. ma- we're right now. We're right, making a hundred million people hated America in 2015. That's there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I don't remember at any point in my life seeing outside of the extreme socialist 5% fucking wackos, my Democrat friends hating America. Because I have a lot of Democrat friends. Tommy, they hated America. What Trump did was shine a light on how much they actually hated America. I know, but what you have to look at right now, I would say about 150 million people despise America now and about... 30 million hated America in 2015. Okay. Now you can say also that there's another 150 million people who would die for this country, right? And would shed blood for this country, blah, blah, blah. But I'm of the opinion that those people loved America before anyway. They just love it more now, right? They're more patriotic, right? I have an American flag tattooed on my chest, so maybe I'm biased. But I've always loved my country and loved my flag and loved America. So I think when you look at it, you can make the argument. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just pleading the case that pre-Trump, there was 30, 40 million people that hated our country. Post-Trump, there's 150 million people that hated our country. So our country is actually not more nationalized. It is actually more destroyed and divided post-Trump. Now, is that his fault? No, and not at all. It's the media's fault. And it's all these other people's fault that we're attacking him. I do agree with that. I'm not blaming it on Trump. But what I'm telling you is Trump was bad for America because really he didn't, the stuff he did get done, he never finished. So like none of it fucking really got done. My tax rate, they're about to raise it to 57% in New Jersey. So yeah, it was a good four years. But right now, I mean, shit ain't get done. They're reversing all the shit that he did. So really, the new world that we're in right now in 2021, like nothing fucking changed. Everything's worse than it was before. So what did he really do? I think so, everything changed. Now we have this division. I think everything changed. And I think um, the same way. Yeah, nine- worse? This fucking world sucks. This country sucks now. Okay. No, no, I'll just say, OK. <laughs> you don't think America sucks? No, I've, I've learned that when you argue with people that are acting unreasonable, you just say, OK. You just, you just you say okay. <laughs> it did work. It did work. It did stop me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But go on. So, so where am I? Where am I being ridiculous? Now I'll let you go. No, I I think Trump changed everything. You know, but so did nine eleven. I'm not. What? I'm not saying what. Uh, what? What? Okay. what did he change? Okay. Okay. Give me f- now. Now I'm going to fucking talk about you. Like when you're talking to a liberal and they never give you details, you just say vast. You don't let me speak. get a word out, dude. Tell I want you to go back and listen. He- I want you to go back and I'm, listen to this part. I'm gonna. I just want you to tell me what he changed. Okay. I want oh. you to be quiet for 45 seconds. Tell me what he changed. Okay. So 45 seconds starting now. So first of all, he started a nationalist movement all across the world. Okay. Not just in the United States, but people starting to challenge their globalist regimes in France, in the UK, now in Australia, and all of these countries. He woke up a lot of people that were that didn't give a fuck about politics, including myself. So if you think 30 million people hated America, I'm telling you, there's only 30 million people in 2015 that were gung ho patriots. He created a whole different mindset of patriotism 
And he made a lot of people study the Constitution and study the Republic and study the United States and understand how our Republic works that before had no fucking knowledge prior to this. Our podcast would not have existed without the zeitgeist or the mindset of Donald Trump. It's bigger than him. I'm talking about what the culture created. Yes, it's divided. And you're saying that everything's being reversed now. But we're talking about there was a pre-Trump, there was a Trump, and now we're in post-Trump. And, and the whole thing is divided around those four years, pre, during, and post. And now we're in post-Trump. But to say nothing changed, dude, the whole dynamics of what's going on in our globe has changed. Everything has changed. The way we communicate has changed. The way we question things has changed. Oh, Everything, dude. Yes, it has. It has changed. I mean, listen, 80% of the people that are listening. Dude, adorable. think of our numbers. It's adorable. Think, how much did our numbers grow? How that's much did great. our numbers grow during the Trump era? That's that's called COVID. Stop confusing Trump with COVID. Bro, what did we All talk about? What did do. we talk about every episode? He locked down the fucking country for six months. Dude, he's the a whole fucking world idiot. is locked down. The yeah, whole why? world was. Why? Why did he lock it down? Here's the thing, and I'm not defending anybody. Like that's I, he I shut down the economy and blamed everyone else as the president. Dude, you're asking me, you're saying that Trump did nothing. You're, you're basically saying that Trump did nothing. And I'm trying no, to. No, I'm just saying nothing changed. I'm okay. not saying he didn't do anything. I'm just saying nothing changed. Okay. And, and that's what I, 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 listen, you can go back and listen <laughs> to this. I want to know what, nationalism, patriotism, it's all adorable. What changed in America. Forget the rest of the world. I don't give a fuck what's going on in Australia. Australia isn't rioting and rallying because of Donald fucking Trump. Australia's rioting and rallying because they tried to fucking lock him down and put him in cages for the fucking vaccine. They would have done that with or without fucking Trump. Okay? Stop giving him credit for everything. I'm not giving Trump now, credit. I want to know, I want to know what in America, because when you look at a president, they say you can't judge a president until eight years out of office. What in America today, outside of patriotism, because you could also make the exact argument that there's this whole fucking other movement on the other side that is more dangerous to America than patriotism is good for it because they could destroy it if they grow any bigger. What has changed? Do we have lower taxes? Do we have lower gas prices? Do we have better living conditions? Do we have a better economy? Do we have more gold? Do we have like, give me some things because when I look at a president, I, I want to see what changed. What fucking changed? See, you're thinking what? all all the stuff you're thinking about is economy based. I'm thinking more. He's a fucking finance guy. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bob, he's a fucking finance guy. You're telling me he didn't fix. Okay. I can't. Okay. That's I, I like. That's a, I I, I hear what you're saying. About. I hear what you're saying, but it's not. This argument is not going to go anywhere. And I'm not going to sit here and defend Trump. And I have a lot of questions myself. But when you're asking me questions. And I'm trying to, to to deliver some, and I can't get them out. I'm just gonna say, okay. So what's the next topic? Go, go. What? No, 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 we're not, no, no, we're not I, done yet. I am done with that. We're not topic. done yet. Stop I'm, it, Robert. Stop it. I just want to know what changed. The entire zeitgeist of our entire world has changed, and now mm -hmm. these these companies are forced to censor and to take things away, like the like to dislike ratio, because a White mm -hmm. House. Uh, YouTube page is getting 30,000 views, but 10,000 down votes to 500 up votes. And so you're seeing that nobody's buying into what's going on right now. They had to in artificially inflate Joe Biden's vote total up to 81 million. 
in order to catapult him over Donald Trump. You saw the same thing happen in New Jersey. So they're having to steal elections right now because they are losing at every level. You can tell with the views. You can tell with the likes. You can tell with the dislikes. Fuck Joe Biden. Let's go. Brandon is the biggest. It reached number one on the charts before it got taken off YouTube. I love it. It, it like it changed the entire culture is what I'm saying. It's mm -hmm. being shouted at games. It's a TikTok meme. I love Let's it. go. Brandon love is the biggest fucking thing since Epstein didn't kill it's himself. Awesome. So you can't say that Trump didn't change the culture because the Republican Party is the party of Trump. You're seeing every single Republican no. candidate who, who does not go along with what Trump said he wanted to do, which was make America great again. All the fucking rhinos that didn't go along with him are being called out and being tried and being kicked out of their fucking office. That's why Ron Actually, DeSantis is such a rock star. Like, like, I, I mean, like, I'm just I'm just saying, like, the whole fucking culture is changed. And whether yes. or not he woke up the good and the bad, everybody now is perked up like they just took a fucking double shot of espresso while snorting two fucking lines of cocaine. That's how awake I, everybody yeah. is. I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone's awake, Bob. <laughs> I mean, I literally I, I can't agree with you on this because I don't think anyone's fucking awake. They just like shit that's easy. No one's doing anything. No one's making an impact. This is the thing that I was talking about. This is the reason why I lost motivation. And this is why I want the podcast to be like this with us fighting more and us debating more and us getting shit out on the table because someone needs to fucking do it at this point because my fucking Twitter timeline is full of fucking thoughts and nerds posting trite shit for clout and pictures of their tits. And they all have 50,000 followers. And I don't know if they're bots or if they're fucking just retards or if the whole movement's gone fucking batshit stupid. But if it's not a fucking tweet about QAnon or Trump 2024 or Biden's not the real president or fucking anyone up and drunk, any patriots or fucking, you know, the election was rigged tweets like no one's fucking doing anything. So let's go. Brandon is awesome. It's, it's great. It's like Epstein. Like you said, that's great. But if everyone's so awake, how come? This fucking country is still so fucking retarded and letting shit happen. It's not that they're letting it shit happen, Tommy. And you know this because we've been talking about it for so long. This shit's been ingrained for hundreds of years, ever since we signed away our dollar to the fucking Federal Reserve a hundred years ago. We're trying to undo over a hundred years of a, of a deep state that's been built up in our country. And I'm talking about president upon president. This train's been rolling for a hundred years. It's not going to unravel in four. It's going to take 20 years. It's going to take. But don't you think it was his job to make sure he had more than four? His to job start was a legacy. To, no, here's what his job was to light. the. Fire. That's what his job was. His All job right. was to light the fucking fire and the fire has been lit. Were. Nobody in their right mind. Do you know anybody that, openly defends Joe Biden as a president right now. No, and that's the thing. Okay. Like, how bad did you have to be to lose to fucking he Biden? Oh, so now you think he lost. No, he no, no. Okay. No, don't cut me off now. Let me finish the sentence. He got more votes, but he let Joe Biden beat him. In whatever right. way it happened, we know they cheated, but he let it happen. He knew it was coming. He was the most powerful man in the world. We all knew it was coming. He said outwardly and openly it's coming. We all knew what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And they were still able to run through him like a hot knife through butter. And they just did the same thing to my boy Chitterelli in Jersey. Right. And they're going to do the same thing in 2024 to DeSantis. Yep. And they're going to do the same thing 
to anyone who's a real major threat. They'll let us win Virginia. They'll let you win some swing states here and there. They maybe even let you pull fucking, you know, they can let you come close in California, right? Like, you know, Newsom got recalled and they fucking rigged that. Like, yep. th- but when it comes down to it, you know, they'll let Cuomo disappear. So they'll let some stuff like that go on. They may even let DeSantis in, right? But they ain't letting fucking Trump in again. There's I no promise way. you that. That's so the what one I'm thing, telling, yeah, I'll agree with you on that because it's so like, what I'm saying yeah. is you cannot root for this guy to come back out of his fucking hole he's been hiding in for eight months because I haven't seen the motherfucker for eight months. This fucking leader of this movement, where the fuck did you go, bro? But I, if he comes back out of that hole and starts chirping and trying to run again, I will not vote for him. I will not vote for him. My vote is going to DeSantis. My vote is going to even if Chitterelli ran, I'd vote for him for president. My vote will be distributed amongst a few different potential candidates for the Republican Party. Uh, I mean, I wish Ron Paul would run. I'd fucking vote for him over all of them. But I will not vote for Donald Trump. I hope he stays away. I love him. I'd go to dinner with him tomorrow. I think he was great. I think he did a great job for what he could do. But he can't run. He's got to stay the fuck out of this. And the fucking Trump supporters need to realize that get, keep him the fuck away. Keep him out. It's a bad thing. Now, if it came down to he won the Republican nomination, then you better damn well believe I'm voting for Trump over whoever the Democrat is. But I want him the fuck out. So all these fucking MAGA maniacs on Twitter talking Trump 2024, they're retarded. This dude couldn't fucking stop a fixed election when he was the most powerful fucking man in the world and knew he was coming. You think he's going to win an election now as a common man? Fuck out of here. Just yeah. keep them out. Keep them away. Focus on DeSantis. Yeah, I think I think 2016, um, they didn't realize what they had to do in order to push Hillary through. And then they, then 2020, they ensured that, um, you know, in any way possible that he was not going to get a second term. I mean, dude, they literally wheeled in a person that's shitting his fucking pants to get 81 million. You're talking about right. fucking... Robin to Obama's Batman, you know, you're t- so did you think Rob uh, Robin would Not get more votes Robin, than Batman? Like fucking retarded Robin. Yeah, from from the fucking uh from the like Batman not not the good Robin. Like Kurt, like if <laughs> Kurt were Robin. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, do you think Kurt would get more votes than Tommy or more listens than Tommy if Kurt started his own podcast? Obviously probably, not. Probably, so probably, like what makes actually. you think- <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Like I always just compare Biden to Obama like what in whose fucking world does Joe Biden get you know fucking 15 million more views than you know say what you want about yeah. Obama he, okay. he was a rock yeah. star to the people that listen him. yeah say, yeah exactly Bob we, we were just gonna say I was just echoing that yeah. say what you want the dude's satanic fucking cabal puppet like we all fucking yeah. know that but he was a charismatic motherfucker yeah. and at moments I even liked him you know when he first started yeah. before I knew he was the antichrist when he first came on the scene I was like oh all right, guys, got a little fucking JFK in them, right? Right. Fucking uh, mulatto JFK, and then you realize yeah. he's a satanic puppet. But yeah, it's just like saying, "Listen, Will Ferrell might eat babies, but uh, he, he's pretty funny in some of these." Well, funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm still gonna watch old school. <laughs> yeah, but my my whole thing is this: is that um, what it did was it changed the mentality towards how we look at politics, and uh, you know, it, it made people uh, you know actually pick up their fucking 
phones or laptop or however they get their information and seek information from different places too, which I think is important because I think the content creators are going to be important. That's why we're so dangerous right now. And that's why we got kicked off Spotify is because our numbers are growing and CNN's being propped up. CNN's losing. I mean, they're, they're having numbers like their primetime shows are under a million right now. Like literally like, like, our, our you made a you made a video on YouTube that got more views than CNN's show will get tonight. Yes, but yeah. that's and that that's what they're worried about. So that's why they're turning YouTube into cable network television. They're turning it into it. It's already there, and so now they're they're moving the goalposts at YouTube is because they realize, man, stuff like YouTube, Twitter. I mean, dude, my my Twitter account is dead. I have seventeen thousand followers. That's and fine. I'll look at my interactions and it's like fucking insane. So that's probably why you see all the retarded MAGA shit. Cause it's just like in music, right? Like they, they prop up like these fucking horrible artists and rappers and musicians. And then like all the really good rap and all the really good music that talks about the real shit and the real issues, right? That does not get airtime. It's the same thing. Like with these accounts, like they'll let the fucking retards say whatever they want and they'll get thousands of retweets but the people talking the real talk and saying the real shit they're the ones that get shadow banned and get their accounts kicked off and then you have to go to telegram or some other you know fucking uh what, what, instead of a shithole country some other shithole app you know and end up in a uh the same echo chamber that you know you try to avoid so it's it's that that's the only thing i i say is a positive that you take out of it is that you're realizing that the the momentum is going towards content creators and away from you know these establishment uh, mechanisms. The only problem is, is that it, in what the twenty twenty election proved is that they still have control over the mechanisms. They still patriots have, are not in control. Patriots are not and never were in control. Absolutely, and that's my that's my, one of my main points. We've never been. In, I I thought we were in control too. We all did. We all fucking you know part of it's because we want to believe it, right? I never knock anyone for falling for something, right? I knock them for not accepting that they fell for something and changing it and being better going forward, right? You like they always say, you learn from your failures. Well, in my opinion, the Trump experiment was a failure, and your opinion is that it was a success, and that's fine. And that's I'm actually happy that we finally disagree because we used to fucking Bill Rupp and always be like, it's an echo chamber on that podcast. And now it's not right because I'm on the other side. Um, uh, and I don't I think you're actually closer to my side than than you may be saying right now. I think you do have some negatives. You've just been I forced. Just think to it's a, I just positive. think it's a mixed bag. I, I just think there's good and bad. Like like I said, I, I think I fell in love with the idea, um, probably more so than the person. And and then they're also just like with anything like you said, like there's a form of acceptance. Like, listen, when I when I make a video about Joe Biden that makes millions of views, you want to put out more content like that, you know? So it's kind of like that. Remember that Terrence guy, that black dude that always wore the MAGA hat and did funny videos? Yeah. So he did like one video of him wearing a MAGA hat and got millions of views. So then what did he do for the next two years? Same same video over and over again where he's right. like, uh, you know, making fun of a Democrat saying something stupid while wearing a MAGA hat, you know? Right. Like and the funny the, thing is, yeah. I said the whole time, my number one, fucking, I'll find the podcast. The first time I said it, I said, Terrence K. Williams is an idiot. I love, you know, he's funny and I like what he's doing and all that. But if he really wanted to make change and not be selfish, make change. And I could speak to this and you can too, Bob, because we didn't run ads on No Mercy for a whole fucking year. We were getting hundreds of thousands of downloads. We have 3.3 million downloads on this podcast. We could have made fucking so much money. Didn't run ads on the podcast. I never had a Patreon. 
I never did any of that stuff. So because it was the mission was Operation 2020. We need to get every piece of information. And then at 2020, obviously, you can't fucking just not monetize forever. Right. Our whole plan. Well, you listen till till fucking uh, the election. We're focused on the fucking election and we're doing everything for free. And then after that, you have to go back to making a living. And if we could do it in the political or conspiracy world, great, that's fine. But up until November 3rd, I was focused on just get fucking Trump back in. Let him finish the job. That was my sole focus. And I look back at it and go, you know what? We never actually had a chance. Like we never had a chance. We thought we did, but we never had a chance. Did, we, did a lot of people wake up? Yes. Did a lot of great people who are great content providers, who are the people who fucking really know what they're saying. I'd like to include us in that. Uh, all of a sudden lose their platform and lose their voices and now can't fucking reach people on some level? Yes. So you can also make the argument that, yes, a lot of people started producing great shows and great content and spread the word. And now those people are on a Telegram chat room with each other talking to each other. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of people asking me if, if I have Telegram. I'm like, Dude. they're all in little they're all in little mini echo chambers talking to each other. Uh, making no impact on the world because their fucking platforms have been taken from them. And you can argue that that's because of Trump. Um, but, so, I mean, for but every the, pro, you know, the other, con. Yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing, uh, and maybe you can elaborate on it, that whole Dwack thing is interesting, though, about, you know, the the uh, blank check companies that, you know, once Trump got involved, like the, the fucking stock went up. And so, you know, there is, you know, a sliver of hope that possibly, you know, we could get control of some of these mechanisms, you know, like maybe one point we'll have the purchasing power to buy out some of these fucking companies like, you know, Politico and CNN and stuff like that. So that, you know, the all I want, all I want is balance. All I want is for when I put a tweet out, it reaches the sufficient. I'll take 10% of 17,000 right now. You know, right. I'll take 10% reach. I go right. on Instagram and it's like 30 to 40% of my uh, followers receive my content on Inst on Twitter. It's like 1%. It's, yeah. em it's embarrassing. It's, it's gone. That's why I've turned my Twitter into basically a sports account. You know, it's because it's not even like, I mean, you're not reaching anyone. And if, if you do anything, if you even like toe the line, you're fucking gone. Yeah. You know, and like, unfortunately for the regular people who just want to use us as dancing fucking monkeys, that we're supposed to just, you know, dance monkey dance every time they want content. Um, the, the problem with that is that most of us, pretty much everyone in the world, outside of these fucking idiots like Alex Shepard and these fucking retards on Twitter, our Twitter serves multiple purposes, right? Like, yes, it's to distribute information and, you know, wake people up. It's also a marketing tool for our business. Mm -hmm. You know, it's also some people use it for GoFundMe for a sick relative. Some people use it for, you know, there's a bunch of different, some people use it to network with people they knew from high school. Like there's a lot of different, yeah, there's a lot of kitty porn on there. Apparently. Yeah. There's some people use it to <laughs> fuck children and sell children. Jesus. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that come on, Jack. Social, <laughs> social media is used. And the problem is it's to a point now where the only way that I personally can go hard on Twitter in the paint like I used to is if I'm willing to sacrifice my company and source of income, which I've spent the last seven years building. Um, and it's like, that's a tough decision to make when you know that a lot of the people that were following you are still fucking waiting for fucking Q to save the world and want Trump back in office and fucking are just fucking you know, kind of just retarded, right? Like yeah. they're just brainwashed. I have a and good analogy and, and you can probably relate to this. So I, in you know, 
we were both Jets fans, and I used to wear the uniform, go to the games, fucking wave the flag, you know, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 you know. I had Jets in my AIM profile. Uh, I'd wear a Jets puffer jacket to school, right? Yep. Um, everybody and That's knew all me. my fault. I turned you into a Jets fan. Exactly. Everybody in my school and my close circle, and even today people text me when the Jets lose because of how I yep. behaved when I was younger. And now I don't. I don't wear any of it. I don't actively, you know, seek out watching Jets games. I don't spend money on Jets apparel. I just, I'll, I'll click on, you know, see what the score is and just say, okay. That's kind of how I am with MAGA now. It's like, okay, the hat's in the closet. Like, I'm not posting it publicly. Like, I'm not wearing the shirts, make America great again. I'm not putting the signs up in my apartment. It's in my closet. Would but, you vote for Trump or DeSantis? Trump. Yeah, I would. So if he was running on the ticket and DeSantis was on the ticket, you would vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think DeSantis I think is Trump. Like. <laughs> well, you know, these are, you're, you're, these are the same people that wanted Ted Cruz. So I, I think Listen, I hate yeah. all politics. I, I told everyone from the beginning, like yeah. all these people that act like they know what the fuck's going on. These are the same people who voted for Mitt Romney. These are the same people who voted for John McCain. Mm -hmm. These are the same people that voted for George Bush. Is it a same? I mean, like they're all the fucking same. I went after Lynn Wood. Everyone fucking put me on a cross because I was going after the My Pillow guy and Lynn Wood and fucking uh, Sidney Powell. Where the fuck are they now? What the fuck are they doing now? Yeah, you know, like every it's just a new fucking puppet. The bottom line is the bottom line. You don't trust lawyers and politicians. Yeah. But End you know the story. way the way I look at it is this is like. Uh, Trump is Pearl Jam and, and DeSantis is fucking Creed. You know, like like you could tell what Creed wanted to be. Like, I know. Can you take me higher? I mean, like he's trying to be fucking Pearl Jam, that whole, you know, shit. Um, I think DeSantis is using the Trump formula, which is working well in Florida. I don't know how it's going to do in a general election. I even think Trump's kid, Trump Jr., tries to be the don but he can't i think i just so, think there's one don let me ask you this yeah so and, and again this is just getting to the bottom of it because i do respect your intelligence so i can't believe i just said that on the microphone um clip it so uh, yeah seriously edit that out so trump was the most powerful man in the world sitting in the white house with the military and everything and access to all the documents all the files and an eye on everything that was going on as far as that election and was able to let a decrepit crypt keeper who was rolled in on a fucking share <laughs> beat him, right? Now, again, when I say beat him, it was rigged. We all fucking know that. Go to fucking any fucking retarded person on Twitter's account. And that's all they tweet. The election was rigged. The election was rigged. We fucking get it. So the election was rigged. Yes, 100%. So do you think if Trump ran again that he can win? No, and I don't think DeSantis can Okay, so either. stop there. So stop there. Do you think DeSantis can win? He has less of a chance. So you, who, so, all right, and, and that's why I'm asking. That's why I, that's why I wanted to stop yeah. and get the answer. Because for me, I think Trump can't win. There is no way. If he couldn't win against Joe Biden while he was in office, he's definitely not going to win when half of the Trump base is left, right? Like, there's a lot. There's I a lot disagree with that. A lot of them are yeah. strong still. A lot of them are strong still. But uh, like, listen, I still love Trump. Okay. But 
I'm just a realist with Trump now. And that's why I don't want this shit to get twisted when people hear it, because I know people have the Trump derangement syndrome, uh, which I'm not talking about it from the liberal perspective. I, I look at it as like, yo, some people are just fucking not willing to accept the fact that this dude literally was part of the reason why we have this vaccine right now. Right. Right. And everyone talks about that's my favorite thing. Well, Trump wasn't going to mandate. Stop. Bro. Is there poison in the vaccine? I mean, you know, there's, there's, hold on, hold on, hold on. No. That, an answer that. Is, is there poison in the vaccine? I think there's poison in every vaccine. Yes. Okay. So if you think there's poison in the vaccine, then what the fuck's the difference if he was mandating or not that he fucking let that thing come out? If there's poison in that fucking thing, and this is genetically altering our DNA, what the fuck is the difference if it's mandated or not? Because my mom still took it. So if you're going to say the vaccine is poison and the vaccine is the mark of the beast and the vaccine has, vaccine has microchips in it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you're going to say that, it doesn't matter if it's mandated or not. Whoever created it and put the team together to create it and took responsibility for it, as he did, screaming from a mountaintop, this is mine. He let Bill Gates be a part of it. He let Fauci fucking be a part of it. This whole fucking team, he was the fucking head of the fucking world when this all went down. Pfizer, fucking J&J, &J, he's all fucking, he was a part of all this. He was all in favor of all this, didn't fight it. So if there's poison in that fucking thing, yeah, not making it mandatory is definitely a positive. But you're still going to let my mom take something with fucking poison in it because she ref she refused to not take it? Well, I mean, I don't okay want with my, that. I don't want my friends to smoke cigarettes, you know. Right? I, I want but the market the same, to determine it. You know, I don't Are like you going to fucking are you going to back the fucking founder of parliament as a good person? <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I don't know. I, yeah. If I had one cigarette, that pro it'd probably be a parliament. It's got that little okay. cup in it. If you want to do yeah, a little bump, right? Yeah, it's good when you do when you when you're raising <laughs> shit and you blow, you fucking Would scoop you the fucking coke the out. Fucking parliament guy. That's yeah. a, that's but, funny. That's funny. I, it's true though. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not against people smoking cigarettes, but I'm not going <laughs> to say that the fucking head of parliament Marlboro is a good person. Like, yeah. like that's the thing. That's his vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, so if there's poison in it, it's his fault. Well, let me ask you this. Let's say you well, own Bill Gates. Like, well, I'm, Bill Gates I'm, on it. I'm just giving you a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. No, I, I listen. I, all the things, the things that you're saying, I, 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 I don't want to defend, and I agree with. You know, but when, I, you know, and I'm kind of looking at it like this, like, uh, you know, with your analogy with the the tobacco company. My my whole thing is this: is like. If you create a tobacco company and then the research comes out later that tobacco kills, like, what are you going to do, man? If, if you've already, like, built a fucking multi-million dollar company and your fucking family set, like, are you going to come out as the head of the company and say, yeah, I've been poisoning all these fucking people? Not choose Bill Gates to be a part of the <laughs> fucking thing from the start. I would not have Anthony yeah. Fauci as the director and the head of the coronavirus task force, not have Mike Pence as your fucking vice president who everyone knew was going to fucking turn on you not have fucking burks in the fucking office not i mean dude i know and guess who uh reagan had as his vp george hw well, bush you know it's like you what can the argue fuck, that, man you can argue that reagan was a bit cancerous in a lot of ways and, and now that we're stepped away from it all but i mean listen i still my dad made more money during the reagan administration right, enough to like he died 30 years ago and we're you know my mom's still set that's how much money he made during right. the reagan administration so yeah. and that and that was my point before right yeah. Everyone is looking at Trump saying Trump did a great job and Trump did this. Like Trump fought the cabal and spoke for the people, which is what we voted for. And that, that he did a fantastic job for. But the bottom line is he's surrounded. Everyone's like, well, he was surrounded by snakes. Well, I mean, why is everyone so fucking dumb? 
So uh, what what is he going to do? He was surrounded by snakes. He chose those snakes. Mm-hmm. Like we knew they were snakes. We knew Bill Gates was Satan fucking decades ago. We knew Fauci was fucking Satan 12 years ago. We knew Burks was Satan fucking five years ago. We knew fucking Mike Pence was a problem. This like everyone knew this. So you're telling me he's the only one that didn't know this? Bro, there was some real he's a retard. Like there were some a lot of MAGA that were real Pence haters, like real Pence haters. Like there were some that went really deep into the Pence. Hatred. I've always kind of flip flopped on the Pence thing, but I mean, do Chris Christie's turning on him right now? It's because because um, because Trump can't do anything for Chris Christie. Like that was obvious right. from the beginning. I mean, when, I get it. When that but, fat fuck was sit, standing but there next you to Trump. Agree, do, will you agree that it is a fact? That all those people that I just named, Trump had the power to remove them or keep them away from whatever they were in charge of. Right. Yes. Okay. And he didn't. So now we have to just use fucking critical thinking. And this Tyler's back to, is he part of the problem? Which, I mean, listen, as much as you don't want to admit it, I don't ever want to admit it. You have to fucking look and say that is one of the possible outcomes, right? Um, Or is he retarded? Because there's no in-between, Bob. You can't say he's a brilliant guy and he didn't know Bill Gates, Fauci, Burks, and all these people were fucking bad people. And he put him in extremely powerful positions for life-changing fucking decisions for the rest of the world. Like You can't say he's a brilliant man and he surrounded himself with a fucking sea of snakes. Yeah, I just look at it the same way as like like American Psycho, like what we were saying, like with the Squid Game. Like even when you're when you're at that top, there's not that many people in the in the pool to choose from, you know. And like everybody's like, all right, how can I get to the top? How can I get higher up? And it's like it's just a constant uh, exchange of favor for favor for favor for favor. And that, right, that's kind which of I think how, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, and yeah. I, I listen. I don't disagree with that element. And and you know, I even had a there was a buddy of mine, and I, I swear to God, this was the logic. And this is when I was like, all right, this is getting fucking insane. When I when I told him, I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna be straight up with you. Operation Warp Speed is not good. I don't like it. Oh. I don't like Trump coming out publicly. And he's like, oh. well, think about it, bro. Like, you know, you want Trump and you want Trump in charge of the vaccine because then he'll he'll let the to let the, right. the military take over. Yes. And, I, and I said to him, I said this, I said, okay, if, if uh, Hillary Clinton was president, would, would you, you say the same? Would thing? you say that? Would you want that? I, I was like, I don't want the military in charge yeah. of anything. I, I don't right. want the, I, I want the market in charge of everything. And that, yeah. that that's kind of like my point is like, when do we, when like we want less government, that, that's kind of the quote unquote conservative mindset. We want less intervention, less government, leave it up to free markets, stay out of the fucking way. Why would we want the military in charge of disseminating a vaccine? Like that's what's happening now. And we're, we're against it, you know, like, yeah. like there's mandates now. And now, you know, we're, we're all of a sudden against it. Would we be against it? Actually, someone put a great quote or great poll out on Twitter yesterday. Would you take the vaccine if Trump was president? And I guarantee you there's people they that would have taken it. They, they would. Yeah. They would. If he promoted it, they would. There's a lot of them that would or they're giving him a pass. And that's the thing, dude, when you can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah. And and, and you've done a good job, better than I thought you would. Um, for me, it's easy because I fucking just, you know, just flipped a switch and fucking... I despise politicians and fucking all that kind of shit. So it's easy for me to just fucking flip this way. All right, fuck him. Like I'm out. And 
But you've done a good job for someone who was like literally like Trump or die mm -hmm. of stepping out of it and being like, all right, you know, there's a lot of shit. I don't tweet about him anymore. I wouldn't wear the MAGA hat. I wouldn't do all that. But, you know, I'm not I'm not off it. But like, I just need to step away from it a little bit because there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah. For me, we have to take a full inventory and then we'll get off this topic. We have to take a full inventory of let me go back. And this is what I did. And this is what took me months. Let me go back and look at all the things I made an excuse for, assuming that there was 5D chess going on and a plan I just didn't understand, right? Like when you're in a relationship, you know, like a lot of people don't realize how shitty their boyfriend or girlfriend was until they're out of it, right? Because you can't see the forest through the trees. So now that we're out of it, I went back and said the Fauci decision. Okay. Well, I mean... Nothing got done with that. So now I'm just going to mark that down as he was fucking retarded. Uh, the Patriots in control <laughs> thing. Well, obviously, we're not in fucking control. So that was a fucking lie. Uh, the Bill Gates thing. Oh, yep, that, they retarded there. The vaccine thing. I thought he was just fucking pushing the vax so he can get into office. And then he was going to fucking basically get rid of it. Well, he never got back in. So that was a negative. Uh, how about the masks? When he started wearing a mask all of a sudden after saying he wasn't going to wear a mask. I made the excuse that he just needs to get elected. So he's going to wear the mask because of the coronavirus base. But, well, if that was the case, then he was actually never in control and he really didn't have any power over anything and he didn't win the election. So now we fucking got the mask problem. Like, and I look at it like, okay, here's what he did on the border wall. He did a good job with that, but he lost, which was his job to make sure they couldn't rig the election, the watermark, the fucking ballots or do something to make sure that you can catch them, put fucking video cameras in the fucking places. Oh, didn't he lost. So that, so I'm just going down the list. And going, all the things I made excuses for him for never got fucking done or accomplished. And my biggest thing, and this will be the thing that I'll fucking end with here, I don't hate him. i just not voting for him again. Um, because he, and maybe it's fucking having a dad who left when you were younger or whatever it is, but I have abandonment issues, okay? I don't even like leaving places. You see, when I go on vacation, I never leave, right? I don't like leaving things like... He left us. Trump abandoned us. And I don't care what the fuck you want to say. I followed him through a wall. I had bobbleheads in my house, was doing podcasts, fucking making shirts, fucking wearing shirts, MAGA this, MAGA that, fucking sacrificed my account, sacrificed a lot of things for that man. And he left us. He walked out of office with his tail between his legs. The January 6th thing I didn't like his addressing of the nation in that pussy-ass way that he did it, almost looking like he was blaming us. He walked away. He left office. I don't know where the fuck he is. Like, I don't see him. Like, this motherfucker used to be all over TV before he was president. He's nowhere. I don't see him fucking anywhere. And everyone's like, oh, well, his Twitter got deleted. I didn't fucking follow him on Twitter yeah, in 2015. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I, saw, I heard him on every radio show. I saw him everywhere. You go, go all the way back to 9-11. You go watch a 9-11 documentary, there's there fucking eight clips of Trump in it. He's on Stern talking about it. He's on a Republican show. He's on Rush Limbaugh. Where the fuck is he? Where did he go? He went into a fucking hole and fucking disappeared and ran away. So fuck you. I don't hate you. I still, <laughs> I still love what you did. You sound like, a still, like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, fuck like you. you. That's what I, Come that's back. What I tell my dad. <laughs> like, I, hate to say, I haven't seen my dad in 30 years, right? Like I still, like I guess, love my dad. Yeah. But if I saw him, if he showed up at my door right now, I wouldn't punch him or walk away. I'd invite him in and I'd tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. Right. And what the fuck? Where the fuck did you go? Like, we needed you and you fucking left. I get it. The shit got hard and your marriage, you lost like an election. You lost the marriage. Right. But you didn't need to leave us. 
right? And that's what I would tell Trump. All right, you lost the election, but you started a fucking movement, bro. There was millions of us that were fucking here that would run through a motherfucking wall for you, that would sacrifice our jobs and our lives for you. Where the fuck did you go, bro? I'm pissed at him. And that is my problem more than anything else. And if you're not pissed at him, then you need to do some fucking deep searching if you're still making excuses for every single thing. Because that motherfucker should be on TV, on the radio, finding fucking outlets to speak on. And he's not. He's not. End of story. Yeah, I remember. I think I actually said this on the podcast. Uh, we were talking about drop dead dates. And coincidentally, this is before January 6th. I said January 6th is my drop dead date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found out too. a lot about Pence. Remember that image of Pence yep. like fist yep. bumping Pelosi? Yep. Yep. And I was like, this is fucking disgusting Mm -hmm. and then they used january 6th as this false flag event to create this hysteria Uh that you know insurrectionists uh you know took over when the only death was was uh you know a quote-unquote uh trump supporter and then they tried to pin it that like you know uh the security guards are at risk and there was a security guard death but i think he had like a heart attack later basically there were no firearms used and they 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 funneled people into you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm preaching in the choir at this point. So basically what I'm saying is this. They use, you know, January 6th, drop dead date. And just coincidentally that January 6th is now like the new fucking 9-11. Meanwhile, Antifa is burning buildings yeah. down. So it's obvious that there's a Alec Baldwin killed more people than fucking <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, though, that that happened. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the uh, I don't want to pivot, but if, is there anything else that uh, needs to be addressed? On this, no, no, this topic's done. I just wanted to get that statement out, and you know, I, I still don't know hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I feel better that I got that off my chest. I yeah. just uh, it's like when you've been like movement, holding a nut in for like a week. Yeah, yeah, or like a month and a half. Um, and <laughs> no and nut November, because, and you made yeah, it till what? You, <laughs> yeah. Mine's been like no. I haven't fucking nutted in like the last six months. Dude, I haven't <laughs> gotten laid. I've gotten laid like fucking three times in the last fucking. Like in 2021, basically, like last four months, and it was by the same person. Like, fair like, enough. I'm fucking. I'm like celibate right now. I gotta fuck something. I'll do. I'll do but, a game um, thing. What's his name? What's, yeah, his, what's name? his name? Tommy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. So I know you have a little bit of a time schedule. I knew we would go crazy there. How much time do you have? Uh, I got 25 minutes. Okay, 25 minutes. So we're gonna we're gonna bang through Rittenhouse real quick. All Let's right. just cross this off the list. Um. Who fucking cares? Yes. That's the main really? thing. And the only thing I care about is that there's obvious paid protesters out in front of the uh the the courthouse acting like BLM, like yeah. like banging on drums saying we want justice when I don't think there was a single black person involved in this whole thing. Let me let me let me just I'll I'll make my point and then I'll make yours and we'll yeah. we'll get through it. I don't give a flying fuck about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um I think it's wrong. I think I mean I think he's a fucking retard. Okay, the same thing about Trump. I like him. I like what he was doing. I like what his thought process was. I I mean, listen, he was going in there. He was trying to make a difference. Like Trump was going in there trying to make a difference. But Trump's a fucking retard. He surrounded himself with snakes. Rittenhouse is a fucking retard running around as a 17-year-old kid with a fucking, you know, acting like you're fucking Superman. Like, I mean, listen, you, you know something's going to fucking go down. Like, fuck, you think you're going to walk in with that type of fucking machinery strapped around your shoulder? Right. Fucking, in a BLM fucking protest? And, yeah. that, like, that's why you brought the gun, right? Because you knew it was a dangerous situation. So when something pops off, like, 
yeah, I mean, but I'm for him. I want him to be freed. But again, it doesn't matter. He's going to, I definitely want him to get freed, but I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care about Brian Laundrie. I don't care about the missing chick. I don't care about the fucking dude who died. I don't care about fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. I just don't fucking care. I got bigger shit to worry about. Than well, I think that's idiot. part of the distraction. I mean, this well, has been a false flag. It's just part distraction. of the yeah. like it's like Jim Brewer's. Fucking oh, dude, video. that was a great rant. Greatest. He, he DM'd me actually. He actually responded to me. Nice. Let's get him on the show. That was fucking, fucking awesome. Use I, your I uh, what we were talking about earlier, where you don't act like a super fan, but just kind of like you know fist. Yeah, it's idea. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, what's up, man? Like, you know, appreciate it. Like, he's fucking awesome. I love Jim Brewer. Yeah. But I mean, that's what it is. It's all a fucking circus, and we're saying, oh, like, oh, what's gonna happen with Kyle Rittenhouse? Who fucking cares? Like the new OJ trial. I tell you, what's funny is when the cares. You, see when you the, don't know him. I saw don't one worry video. About your uh, fucking job. Spend the hour you're watching fucking Fox News today, figuring out to be a a better mom spend an hour <laughs> with your kid go fucking write a business plan take a walk in a park it's a fuck about this fucking 17 year old idiot i hope he gets freed i i really do but you who fucking cares dude just wait for the verdict yeah it's kabuki theater but it was funny when the prosecutor prosecutor asked kyle what his tiktok account was he goes is your are you the TikTok account four doors more whores that's his TikTok <laughs> And he and he just firmly said, "Yes, that's my account." <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. So, dude. I, I think really that's hope. the one thing I got out of it that I really enjoyed. I really hope the kid gets off. I mean, listen, the prosecution's retarded. It's a comedy show in there where they said it wasn't self-defense because he had a bigger gun than the other guy. Oh, <laughs> like, the one thing I, mean, I will just... say, and uh, Stephen Crowder alluded to this, is that they were basically part of the argument. It was like, well, the kid only had a skateboard, dude. I skateboarded for a long time. I've gotten cracked in the head with a skateboard, just not being uh, flung at me or projected at me. And that, that's a blunt object. I know they uh, they showed a video of a security guard, I believe it was in New York. It might have been one of those fucking liberal hell holes where Antifa hits, you know, fucking cops and security guards. So there was some dude skating and this cop was like chasing after him. And, and so the Antifa dude hits him over the head with a fucking skateboard. Dude, the guy had brain damage and had to have part of his skull fucking. Oh, you removed. can kill it. You can kill someone. Yeah, you can kill someone. It's, the bottom line is, if someone attacks you and you have a gun, fucking shoot him. That's it. Like, That's I'm, it. I'm all for it. Fucking shoot him. Shoot everybody. Fucking everyone should carry guns and everyone should fucking shoot assholes and try to punch you. Like fucking, maybe everyone will calm the fuck down then if everyone had a fucking gun. So I'm all, all for right. it. Go, Kyle. I Adjourned. hope he wins. Uh, keep in mind, though, when Kyle's uh, trial does is done and he gets freed, uh, we are now going to walk into about a month and a half of hell yep. uh, with riots and shit. So great. Good job, Kyle. Now, you know, fucking whatever. I don't care. Fucking I don't know the fucking kid. I don't care what happens to him. Um, the uh, Astro World was saved for a second. Gavin mm -hmm. Newsom I'm trying to get through the ones we can bang through quick. Gavin Newsom uh, goes and gets the vaccine, comes out and fucking uh, gets the vaccine, makes all the fucking kids get it. This fucking Illuminati puppet. I actually found my thread I did on him. Um, did you? And then all of a sudden, yeah, I found it. And then all of a sudden, discipline. I found the pedophile finger in his fucking header. Yep. Posted. I mean, but just just an example of what we were actually doing back then, like finding shit and making a difference. Like I had Gavin. Gavin Newsom changed his header because of me. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty powerful when you think about it, right? Like that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that like, was. I a... got fucking Gavin Newsom to change his header. Like that's pretty cool. That was a scary <laughs> like, header. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. So he's, like, uh, he, is he still, I don't even know if he's reappeared, but I know he can't, I mean, dude, he canceled like two weeks worth of fucking scheduled appointments, didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah, no, that's the crazy thing that he fucking disappeared, fell off the face of the earth for like 13 days after he got the fucking, uh, the booster or vaccine, whatever the fuck he got. Um, I'm going to say something without divulging too much information, but I got insider info that a politician 
in my town who got COVID, has been an advocate for the jab, received um, what I guess what you would call, uh, what is it, pseudoscience or, you know, one of those alternative therapies that they don't allow in order to heal himself. And uh, did not publicize it. So he's well, he's vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Then he gets the jab, and he was taking those uh, mononuclear uh, antibodies, mm-hmm. and he didn't tell anybody. And it was very, you know, hush hush about it. So it's it's amazing well, the hypocrisy. They're all get dude. The second that fucking these guys get the fucking they get COVID, you know they're fucking. I mean, I got a closet full of ivermectin. They're fucking, you know, jamming ivermectin down their throat and getting Regeneron IVs. You know that for a goddamn fact. Oh, dude, I'm so- they're running out. They're running out, telling everyone not to do it. I know this is it's not even off topic because we did a whole thing on who Kim Kardashian was going to date next, and I don't know why I didn't dude. think about this because the fucking dude from SNL is the biggest fucking puppet of all of them and he just did that skit with big bird acting like he was yeah. joe rogan taking fucking horse tranquilizer what's that fucking guy's name i always forget his name Shit. i'd fucking uh, uh dude fuck uh, out of both of us forget it uh uh davidson pete davidson oh he's terrible what do we have for him johnny it's a new car i want it's more ivermectin you get a new box of regeneron so, you know, he goes out there and SNL, and this is the same thing, dude, this is why uh, I, I talked about on my first episode how they're attacking comedians because comedians are the best philosophers, which makes them dangerous because they're the ones that tell you, hey, this yeah. is going wrong over here. This is going wrong over here. I know you were talking about that Jim uh, Brewer rant, but there's tons of them around that. So oh, I yeah. think they're trying to get rid of the comedians that are really pointing to like, hey, you know, this, this stuff uh-huh. is weird. And now you have comedians that will only play in in comedy clubs that are pro vaccine and then there's comedy clubs that say hey no racist humor no sexist humor like what yeah. the fuck are you allowed to joke about these days and, and, I mean, and it's, oh, it's bad man. Man. you got uh steve what's the fucking guy who took over for uh the daily show with john stewart uh who now has his own show whatever that fucking asshole is you know he did a skit where he's dancing around with a bunch of syringes you know like pro oh yeah, yeah yeah colbert yeah, yeah colbert and then you got pete davidson making fun of joe rogan uh, for taking, uh, you know, horse pills when he was prescribed by a doctor. And then Joe Rogan has Sanjay Gupta on and Sanjay Gupta was like, yeah, we fucked up. And then goes back on CNN and doubles down. It's fucking mm-hmm. unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. So not to go back to it, but I just want to throw this in. Yeah. When I look at, um, you know, when I say nothing changed, the number one reason I voted for Trump and no one has to believe this or not, but I think if it's hard for us to put ourselves back to 2016 because it seems like 40 years ago with everything that's gone on in the last two years. But the number one reason I voted him was because I said, I want to end this political correct bullshit. And this is the guy to do it, you know, mm-hmm. to blow a hole through the PC culture. Cause that was actually the real read. I was like, he could fucking say the PC culture is worse right now than it's ever been. So like this is just another example of like we had a good run and it's everything just went right back to what it was before. There's there's not much of a outside of the patriotism and stuff like that. That's it just pisses me off that we made so much progress and then it all just fucking disappeared. Yeah, you know? and it's all fucking like right back to where we were and worse. The only thing I'll you say know? is I don't think people are watching it. And and believe it or not, I've I've been on my watching my girlfriend's TikTok and there's a whole movement. On TikTok's like the new way to red pill people, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, a yeah, lot of these right. videos are. I, I share a lot of videos from TikTok on my Instagram, but like they are good. I mean, there's some real good red pill shit on TikTok, so yeah, I, I have to get the, more active there. 
There is. I've been saying it for a while too. Uh, also, thirty-six percent of millennials uh, aged uh, eighteen to thirty-four uh, are think trying communism would be a good idea. Yeah, and I think that same percentage uh, identifies LGBTQ. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 33% of them believe that we should abolish police forces altogether. So, I mean, like when we're looking at it, it's like, yeah, yeah, these guys are waking up. Yes. But for every person who's waking up, there's someone else going hardcore extremist socialist. (laughs) So it's like a fight. Like, that's why everyone's like, look at all the people that woke up. I'm like, look at all the people that turned into fucking terrorists. Like, it's like, let's say we have 300 million people, right? You had fucking 40 million people that really fucking cared about anything. And then the rest of us just cared about our children, our lives, our jobs, and fucking, you know, being the best person we can be I mean, and like, making the most money. What is but now, waking up anymore? Like, what is but now waking it's up? Like, right, but now it's like, look, 120 million people are awake. I'm like, yeah, and we have 120 million libtard domestic terrorists in the country, too. But they're so the ones that think that's they're waking awake. up. Another one's turning into a zombie. Yeah. And they think we're well, the zombies. Like, that's what I'm saying. On the other right. side, they think they're saying the same shit. We're awake and there's a yeah, hundred and twenty million people that are zombies. And so we're both yeah. saying the same thing. And that's what I'm saying when we talk about the nationalism a little bit. It's like, yeah, I know half the country fucking woke up, but the other half fucking went dark. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Democrat isn't even a thing anymore. You're either extreme no. socialist or fucking something else. There's no in between. For the you're either so. a leftist or you're afraid to admit that the Democrat Party is fucking just yeah. absolute, just a shell of what no. it used to be. Like, I feel like there's levels on the right, right? Like yeah. there's moderates and there's extremists and then there's right. the religious right who's batshit. And then there's, you know, there's everything in between. There's the new but, right, which is almost like right. none of those, you know? Right. And then there's, you know, some people are more like even me, like I'm economically very conservative, extremely conservative. Socially, I'm pro-gay marriage. I'm yeah. pro legalization of marijuana i'm pro like i'm actually like i know a lot of people aren't gonna want to hear this i'm actually on some level pro-choice as long as you're willing to admit that it's murder so like i i'm actually very close to agreeing with you on that that's always been my stance i'm pro-choice but you have to accept and admit the fact that you're murder so i guess i'm pro-murder so the only thing making me pro-choice is the fact that it would set up black markets if 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 you if you abolish it, there will be black market abortions. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Listen, I, I I'm gray on it, but I do believe that you know if an 18, 17 year old girl gets knocked up and it's very early at the beginning, and it's a decision made between her, her and you know the person that they can't be parents and they're going to ruin three lives now instead of one. Like, listen, I know the fucking Christians that listen to this are going to go batshit. I don't fucking care. I'm not saying anything to appease you anymore. I'm done with that. So that's always been my take, because guess what? I'm never fucking having one. So You've I don't actually care. come a long way, because I remember like three years ago listening to your podcast. You're like, abort them all or something like yeah, that. I think we should. Yeah, seriously. Like, I think we should do I think you more wanted to abort. I think you wanted to abort Kurt at that time. I think we should do more abortion. I'm actually very pro-abortion <laughs> to the point where I think we should abort any fucking liberal that has a baby. <laughs> we should abort any baby that comes from a family with a net income. Combined income of less than forty thousand. We should hundredth trimester abortion. We should abort any child that comes from a family who doesn't have a combined IQ of a uh, hundred fifty. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I'm very in favor of abortion. So you're basically abort, uh, or like a billion people. You're a uh, World War Two Nazi uh, eugenicist. <laughs> I am pro murder. <laughs> Let's fucking get them out. Uh, all right, so Newsom done. Cross that off. All Adele, right. is there something you wanted to say on Adele? Um, I the thing, oh, dude, here's what you'll love. Um, so, so 
the number one thing with Adele is this. Uh, one, we've talked about Saturn extensively. We brought Nick. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't Saturn. know she had that Saturn tattoo on her arm, too, with the earrings. Right. On her 33rd birthday, she talks about a return to Saturn and, and to the astrology buffs. Uh, Saturn had, does a full rotation around the sun every 27 years, which, you know, you see a lot of these artists in the 27, forever 27 club, like, uh, Jim, mm -hmm. Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, even like Amy Winehouse. So she was talking about her return from Saturn and how now she's on so the weird. other side, but this, this show, this performance was very occult. It, it seemed like an occult ceremony, ritualistic. It was at this Griffith observatory in LA overlooking Hollywood. Oh, um, so yeah. Everyone yeah, was there. Okay, so did you see the guest list? Let me see if I yes, can pull it I up. I watched it. So check this out. And, and I, Bill Rupp loves that shit. So we sit in the Discord and Bill Rupp talks about fucking what's going on and I point out all the fucking Illuminati shit. The, my number one draft pick in the, uh, what was it, the Illuminati COVID, COVID draft? Oprah um, Winfrey, who got the interview. Oh, uh, she's back now in full force. Fucking. Her lesbian lover, Gail King, was there. If y'all remember. Every, no, yeah. Bill, Bob, did you see it? Everyone was there. Yeah, but like, so, literally yep. everyone but Tom Hanks. All the uh, the who's who. So uh, Dwayne Wade, your boy, and Gabriel. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo fucking, DiCaprio. I mean, literally uh, the whole list. Like Seth Rogen. Name a fucking human. I guarantee seventy five percent of the people we drafted are on that list. Other than the, oh, yeah. the Georgia Bulldog mascot, who's now deceased. Yeah. He might have been there. I don't know. He's there in spirit. <laughs> I bet Tintavius uh, Caldwell Pope was there. That was <laughs> and the insane clown boss. <laughs> so, yeah. so but yeah, it was crazy. And the, the funny thing is that this dumb bitch, I actually, I enjoy Adele's music. I think she has a fantastic voice and she's, you know, the funny thing is that the body shaming that's going on with her right now about yeah. how like she had to speak out because people were shitting on her because she's turning on body positive people. Like think how fucking that's why I say for every fucking patriot that woke up another batshit psychopath group woke up. These people are so fucking crazy right now that they are chastising a morbidly obese woman who lost 150 pounds. It's unbelievable. They are chat. They are lighting her on fire and she don't care because she's one of the fucking leaders of the goddamn fucking cabal. So she, what the fuck does she care? But I mean, that's just crazy that someone is getting healthier and, and they're fucking corner fucking turned on fat people. Yeah. Fuck fat people. It's not healthy. No one should be supporting anyone being fat. If you know, I had a loved it, one and they were fat, I'd be fucking pushing them to get skinnier. And if they did, I'd be proud of them. Yeah, I, it's weird how the, the tables are kind of turned with that, you know. Um, the other weird thing was that she was talking about how she had she had experienced like four years ago at Wembley Stadium where she had like extreme anxiety. And like that, that to me sounded like a monarch program wearing off. And then she kind of like, I don't know if she disappeared, just kind of went under the radar, but I don't remember hearing from her. Then she reemerged extremely ceremoniously. You know, which uh -huh. me was kind of like a like a reintroduction. You know, uh, it could it, be a clone, dude. I think it's a clone, dude. Could be, fucking, dude. I don't dude, because they, I think they needed to fucking, you know, just clone her up, fucking send her away for a little while. They like fucking they had did a clone Chappelle. that was 100, 150 pounds lighter, so that she could be more, you know, whatever push, whatever agenda she needed to push. And you know, they're probably these clones basically stay in that same body going forward. So they figured she'd better deliver deliver the message long term if she was skinnier, and they just fucking 
ended her and fucking brought the clone in. So That's who, honestly, what I think yeah. happened? Who's it? You know, remember when Chappelle came back and his body frame yeah. was different? What yeah. show did he go on first? Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, that's when he yeah. came back. Oprah and Winfrey a is a fucking handler. She's the one that 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 show you know shows you who queen is bitch queen bitch man. Yeah, who's in yeah, favor? Queen bitch. You know, remember when Tom Hanks wigged out on Oprah? Man, I, I thought that was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is, a, she is a queen bitch. She is the fucking. She's the uh, head cunt over there. With all, yeah, Ellen was there. <laughs> Everyone was over there. Fucking uh, at this thing. So speaking of clones, uh, that ties us into the fun stuff that we like to talk about, which uh-huh. we'll get into more on the future podcast. When uh, hopefully this is the last political thing. I just I feel like I needed to get this off my chest and tell people that I think Trump's fucking retard. Um, just because I've been afraid to say that because I don't feel like people are going to understand it, you know, like, so I'm, I'm glad I was able to say that. And I'm standing on that. Trump's fucking retard. I like him, but he's a retard. I got a lot of retarded friends I'm friends with Bobby. Yep. Um, yeah. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. You're retarded. But um, so young dolphin Astro world, let's see if we can kind of tie these together and cover both of them real quick before you got to get out. How much time you have? I'm looking at uh, I got about 10 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes, young dolphin Astro world. So Astro World's been kind of beaten to death, right? Like we know what it is, but and you did a great uh, uh, segment on it. On which which episode was that? Uh, we went into detail on, on episode four, uh, the QTM podcast, and then and then we continued it into episode five. But we talked more in right. episode five. Episode so you four, guys should check that out for sure. Um, yeah, we QTN went to- podcast with Bobby. Uh, it's phenomenal. He does a great job with it, Thank and you, it's taken a little pressure off my back. Uh, yeah, because. People can go listen to that and they don't have to hear me. So it's perfect. Exactly. But exactly. Uh, Astro World, I mean, what a fucking just blood sacrifice that fucking thing was. I mean, it's almost like talking on No Mercy about Astro World. Like everyone kept coming up going, Tommy, we want to hear your take on Astro World. And I'm like, I mean, what aren't we awake enough to know exactly what that was? Like, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, you want me to do like an hour on the fact that that was a straight dystopian fucking blood sacrifice? I mean, we're smart enough and red pilled enough that we know exactly what the fuck that was. Yep. Like the symbolism, like you don't even need to look for symbolism in that. The people walked into a fucking Travis Scott mouth and then walked into a fucking thing with oh. like low vibration, oh. low hertz music with fucking Illuminati eyes and eyeballs and demons and thunderbolts as people were dying and being trampled and he didn't stop. And he looked like he was in a trance, looked like he was possessed. I mean, it was exactly what you saw. Like mm-hmm. he's a fucking, he came out of nowhere and he's a fucking cult leader. I mean, the it, fuck you want? Like, I don't, I don't know what input I could give on it. Bob. It's no longer hard to spot. Like, like that's right. what I said. Like, like right in the, it's right there. Right, like, yeah, it's right there. When you see you like 15 and 16 year old kids on TikTok who have no knowledge of this stuff saying, uh, I don't know what to say. If I felt like I was in a concert in hell, it was just, just this yeah. demonic energy. I've been to a lot of concerts, but you have to listen to the frequencies that we were hearing before mm-hmm. Travis Scott went on. And then as soon as he hit the stage, like there was this demonic energy, people were dying. Travis Scott wasn't even trying to help. He just kept going on and on, but they kept referring to that. They felt a demonic energy. They felt yeah. a demonic presence. Their frequencies were, were lowering, you know, and, this is everything that we've talked about. This is no mercy 101. What happened? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. You know, what I was going to say was with the young Dolph thing is, is, for example, this is how easy it is. So, uh, Gucci Mane's side, sidekick, uh, young Dolph, if y'all don't know, I mean, he's from my town, Memphis, but the rapper. Yeah, rapper. Um, he died yesterday. He was shot up, uh, in our shot. hometown. Yep. Uh, going to like a cookie place. Um, 
Go to his last. By the way, funny, yeah. funny side note. He has a song called I'm Bulletproof. Yes. <laughs> ironically enough. Ironic. Too soon, Tommy. No, I'm kidding. Nah, I don't go. Fuck <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks anymore, especially a dead fucking rapper. Here's how easy this shit is now, Tommy. Here's how easy this shit. I'm like, whoa, let me let me go on his Twitter page. OK, this <laughs> is a second spying a text from Bobby. <laughs> he te- literally, Bobby texts me like, yo, I'm going to dive into this young Dolph thing. Did you hear about it? I'm Five like, minutes yeah. later, 30 ding. seconds later, he's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Illuminati. I'm going to bed. As his fucking profile. Image. Like almost like I, I want to thank these people because they've saved me so much time. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. The text came like 45 seconds later. Bobby's just like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All you needed to do is just go look at the profile. But guys, it's literally a picture of his fucking eyeball, like bloodshot with fucking something in it. And he has his hands in the Illuminati triangle and they're over his eye. That's his profile picture. Like, yeah. His last his uh, album, his album was called his album. Paper Route Illuminati. Okay. That was the name of his uh, last album. He has a song uh, that talks about if I sacrifice myself, will I go to hell? There's another song that says... It's like Wasn't t- he bashing the Illuminati too? Yeah, he was bashing... T- t- similar to like a prodigy type thing. A prodigy, uh-huh. a prodigy of Mob Deep, you know, t- talked yep. openly about it. Uh, you know, murder. died at the age of... Four- yeah. Um, you know, back with Death Row Records was a thing and Tupac and Biggie. Tupac spoke openly against the Illuminati. So like this empire... Uh, records distribution company that that um young Dolph is affiliated with you know ha- has is almost like the new death row records like you're seeing a lot of other artists uh with empire distribution getting knocked off like uh yeah. I, I know he i know uh young Dolph is related to i believe juice, juice world. world that was the thing that tied it to me so juice world got killed right as young Dolph popped off and then as young Dolph started getting big he just got popped and he's boys with Gucci Mane. Yeah. You know, and Gucci Mane was like all fucking bent about. I mean, it's just sacrifice. I mean, listen, you can also I, I want to be fair here. It's you know, we're running around yelling sacrifice, sacrifice, because we know what the fuck's up. Right. Like there are no coincidences. But at the same token, you can also argue that fucking, you know, there's fucking former gangbangers who ended up getting shot. I mean, sure. his car was shot up 100 times four years ago just for transparency. But. This was these are sacrifices. Yeah, like, I mean, but, you are, know, uh, Tupac was shot up a couple times, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you can't write it off just because that. I argued this with Bill last night. Mm-hmm. I promised him I would give this side of it too on the podcast, but I argued with him. I said, yeah, but I mean, guess what? He wasn't making fucking fifty million dollars a year when he was getting shot up at nineteen years old on the street. He was probably slinging rock, fucking, you know, on a fucking corner in fucking Chicago. You know, he's getting shot up now. And yeah. in a totally different lifestyle. And the timing of all of it is always very interesting that his album just hit the charts literally a couple months ago and was all about the fucking Illuminati. Yeah. What's other weird about a lot of these other deaths with Empire Distribution also happened in the month of November. Um, assist to advocate the ape who sent me that in the DMs. He, he, he went through his whole dive and he sent me a DMs about there's four rappers under the Empire Distribution label that all died in the month of November. And then XX Tentacion, who's also part of Empire Records, he was signed to Empire. He didn't die in November, but same thing, man. Same I'll thing. I'll be gone in November. I'll be gone in November. Ooh. That's mm. scary, dude. I mean, we need to look into that. Yeah, that's well, a little, that's a little, that's a little Y But Okay, can we be real? Let's be, and I, I hate this. Like, the most popular 
you know, it's funny because there's there's a big music museum in Memphis that has like Elvis and Sun Studio. And then at the end of it, there's Three Six Mafia, right? <laughs> it's like Elvis, fucking, you know, yeah. Al Green, Three Six, three, six, six Mafia yeah. at the end. So Three Six Mafia in Memphis is like up there with Elvis. I'm not even kidding. They won a fucking right. Oscar, dude. Like yeah. they're the first hip hop group to win an Oscar. What I mean, just, can we not just even get past their name, like Three Six Mafia? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Dude, like, it's all right, dude, dude. We were just talking about Death Row Records and about murders, and like no one even puts it together, right? <laughs> and and I, listen, this is could be coincidence, but Young Dolph died at the age of three six thirty six. You know, uh, so mm-hmm. it could have nothing to do with anything. But uh, listen, Three Six man, they've been popular for fucking twenty five thirty years, man, oh. and and. The, my, I live by the Patrice O'Neill philosophy, and he's a comedian that you maybe never heard of because he this. never wore the this. dress, is that you don't stay famous for this long without owing somebody. This business is the beast. In order to get into the belly, certain sacrifices have to be made. In order to stay in the belly, you have to do things that other people wouldn't do. Otherwise, they're going to spit you out. And guess what? There's a line around the corner of people waiting to get in the belly of the beast. And this is the thing I forgot to say before. And before we get out of here, I'll, I'll add it from the Squid Game thing. I think one of the most important parts of Squid Game was that if you look at most of the main characters in there, they weren't going to get that money for themselves necessarily. Right. Like the one wanted to get needed to get the money for her brother. The other one needed to get the money for his wife. The other one needed yes. to get the money to save his family. Yes. And that's the whole thing. You start to understand that once your family becomes threatened in any way Bingo. or you have any chance of hurting your family, you will do anything to protect them. Anyone listening out there, what would you actually do to protect the life of your son? Mm-hmm. Any fucking thing, right? You'd let a fucking gorilla fuck you in the ass if you had to, right? Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. I don't know why that just came to my mind. I mean, what dark, dark. I'm looking at, and I'm looking at my TV and it has a Dexter New Blood ad on it. And I'm looking, I'm going, bro, that like that's what I just probably sound looked like when I said that. <laughs> but I mean, you literally like you would do anything. Yeah. So when you get to these sacrifice levels of these, once they start getting blackmail on you and once they start threatening your family or that you know shit can come out that's going to disparage your family and make life difficult on you, your children, you'll do fucking anything. And that's basically what it comes down to. This Life is about initiation. Everything in life has an initiation. If fraternities are allowed to fucking spank men with paddles, you know, and it's mm-hmm. fucking just part of the process, what do you think Hollywood gets to do? Yeah. You know, if people get spanked in the ass on a paddle, just alpha males, just to fucking be a part of a group, what do you think those same people would do? to be a part of the most elite group with the most elite money living the most elite life. That's all you got to think about. That's all you got to ask yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and that's, and and that's what happened in squid game. Uh, There was calculated how they chose their people. And also they tried to see at the beginning, what would you be willing to do? So they, and this doesn't spoil anything. It's the first episode. So that, you know, they, they pick a guy who's poor and has, has nothing to live for really, but you know, uh, is, you know, in desperate need of money to, you know, to feed her daughter because her daughter's or his his daughter's been very distant from him. So this guy shows up with a suitcase and he's like, let's play a game. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little piece of paper on the ground and we're going to play like awesome. almost like like fucking quarters or some shit. If this paper flips over. Weird Asian game. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy and basically like, all right, if you win, you get this money. If you lose, I smack you in the fucking face. And he just kept losing. The guy was just smacking him in the face, smacking him in the face one after another. And he just kept fucking going which showed the levels that of which people would go 
you know, to protect their own and to save their own. And for money. And for money. <laughs> and for money. It's the same <laughs> thing, the thing, man. For, it's the same for thing. Money. Yeah, it's, it's survival, like, it's, dude. It, it's survival. Why do you think all these fucking rappers and all these athletes and all the Billie Eilishes and the fucking, they all come from nothing. They all had a drug problem, broken family, fucking, you know, they're the easiest to fucking manipulate because they look at money and fame and success as, you know, something they never thought was even physically fucking possible. So they'll do anything for it and they have nothing to lose. Anyway, Bob, I know you got to get going. Um, we really hit it all. We um, hit the whole list. Yeah, this was good, man. Uh, this is really good. I'm glad we touched on all that. I'm glad you got your Trump nut off. And, um, you know, I'm glad we fought finally. Damn, that was fucking fun. I miss fighting with you. We yeah, I enjoy it. it. Usually we fight. We don't about even fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, come back. Um, yeah. But no, I this like all this stuff is real. Like we don't script any of this shit. So, you know, Italians fight, man. That's just that's in our blood. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I think it needs to come out and I think we need to have more of it. Um, let me end with uh, final thoughts on Trump as far as where you stand, just because we said a lot of things. We went back and forth a lot of mm -hmm. times. If you had to surmise your Trump affiliation now and going forward in a sentence or two, what would you say? I'll give it to you two words. Closet Trump. That's it. Closet Trump. Right. I'm not I'm not Trump. I'm not public Trump. I'm closet Trump. I will sum up mine in two words, and not two words. Fuck two, Trump. Two sentences. Yeah, fuck Trump. No, <laughs> fuck yeah. Trump. Where'd Come back, go, Dad. Come back, get back here, Dad. dad. <laughs> are we okay? Dad. Time out. Are we talking about Trump this whole time? Or are we talking about your dad? Can we? <laughs> yeah, we're really talking about my dad. Yeah, we're really talking about my dad. <laughs> yeah, I'll be laying back on a couch one day telling the story. So, so my, if I were going to sum up my Trump affiliation in basically a sentence or two, I would say I voted for him because he was a Neanderthal. And I didn't want a politician. I wanted a Neanderthal to go in there and shake shit up. And I think he went in there and he shook shit up. And I love him for it. But I also think he's a fucking moron. I think he was overrated as far as his intelligence. And I think he did a lot of damage to us as long also with doing a lot of good. Would I vote for him again in the Republican primaries? No. Would I vote for him again as president if he made it out? Yes. I think he's bad for our movement and progress because he ignites the left almost more than he helps the right. And he needs to stay out of the equation for now. Still love him. Still think he was one of the best presidents ever. But that's all he was, a good president. He ain't saving shit. And come home, Dad. Why'd you leave us? <laughs> I, I do this uh, at the end of my shows where I, I want to ask you these two questions. Who do you think is the most overrated president and who do you think is the most underrated president? Most overrated, honestly, maybe Reagan. Yeah. Um, when you really dig into it, he did a lot of bad shit. Romanelli actually has some really good takes. He turned me, I had a Reagan poster, a uh, picture, very expensive picture in my, in my house when, right when you walked in, it was the centerpiece and uh, I took it down after talking to Romanelli. So we'll do a podcast on it one day, breaking Reagan down. Hmm. Um, I think the most overrated, obviously, by the country is Obama. He fucking was terrible and everyone fucking worships him. Mm -hmm. And the most underrated president, um, I mean, pro honestly, probably Trump. I love that. Yeah, I think he's the best president we've ever had. I do. <laughs> but I mean, at the same token, I think every president fucking sucks. So, you know, right. that's all. That's what I said. That's all he was. He was Isn't it weird that they president. leave him out of all the pictures? Like you'll see Bush, Clinton and yeah. Obama and like Trump's never in any of those. Yeah, he was the best president we've had to my knowledge, at least in my lifetime. 
He's the best president we had, but that's all he is. A good president who did some good things and went in there, but like fucking, I'm out, bro. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm not out on Trump. I'm just out on fucking thinking about him all day. I don't fucking care. I like, like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a good way to that's end it. All right. Four Bob's lessons. Sorry, Uncle Danny. We were going to bring you on, but we ended up getting an hour and 20 minute fight about Trump. Two hours and 20 minutes, Bob. That was. Uh, I can do an Uncle Danny real quick. Hey, I'm fucking busy over here. I got, uh, I got <laughs> nothing to do. I could talk to you for 30 minutes, but I can't come on the podcast. He's going to be so mad we didn't bring him on. You know that. Because he was acting like he was big time. And I was like, I don't know if I'll have time, but you know we're going to. Oh, my we're God. So we promise you on the next episode, which won't be uh, a month and a half from now, on the next episode, we will bring Danny on. Um, I do want to let everyone know the reason why I thought this was a good time to drop an episode is because my schedule is finally lightening up running this football company. And if I could see the light at the end of the tunnel, the last month and a half has just been hell. You try running a football company during football season. It's a fucking nightmare. And I forgot about that when I brought No Mercy back in August. Like September and October were just fucking hell. So we're kind of through the meat part of the season and uh, can get back to doing more pods and stuff. So I won't make any promises as far as consistency, but I will promise I'll be better. Um, For Bob's Lessons, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers.